Live from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Good Monday evening. Welcome to the live edition of the Break the Bell Podcast once again. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. Where were you? How are you? Where were you? <laughs> I, Holy shit, did you fall asleep? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, no, your, no. that's your cue. Right I know, there. I know, I know. All I'm right. here, I'm here. All right, you're, you're not sleeping yet. No. Good. No, no Good. I, I, I did that earlier. <laughs> Good. I mean, we were out in the sun all all afternoon working, so yeah. you probably, I was I actually was wondering if you fell asleep. I sent you a text about 20 minutes ago. I was like, dude, wake up. You're like, I'm coming, I'm coming. No, you know, actually, the uh, our lunch breaks, you know, we got uh, a little b-ball going. Yeah. And that uh, that kind of got my adrenaline going. Yeah. So good. I, I wanted to, to play more. Yeah, I, I had fun. It's been a while since we got out and enjoyed yeah. some actual outside activities. Yeah, yeah. Well, like all the basketball courts, outdoor basketball courts last year were all shut down. Oh, yeah. Not that right. either one of us is a basketball yeah, player. but Or that we would have cared that it was shut down. <laughs> no, yeah, we still, I think we did still play once. I think we did, least. yeah. And then I, I think at one point they like might have roped off. I think they the did. Court or yeah. the parks or something. Yeah, so. they, they did. They put signs and they roped it off and they took out all the bathrooms and yeah. the trash cans. And you they're think like, taking out the bathrooms is going to stop me from taking a piss. Well, exactly. I mean, when I was like four, I think I pissed <laughs> down a slide <laughs> a couple times. Exactly. It's I like, mean, this is a cool thing to do. Everyone's peeing down slides. It's like you're not doing yourselves any favor here. You're just making things worse yeah, for exactly. your cleanup crew. Exactly. So. How's everybody doing out there? What's that? And the poor kid sliding going down the slide. It's a water slide, Mom. Don't get on the slide. Yes. How is everybody doing out there in the world, in virtual land? Are, are these real people listening, or you think they're all virtual? Are we in a simulation? You think they're you robots? Think? I don't know. Maybe we're in a simulation. And I've always like, thought we're in a simulation. I I, I yeah. did, too. But I, I'm still waiting for something cool to happen, though. Yeah, I know. It's like, this is the most boring video I game know. ever. Exactly. <laughs> we don't even get cool pandemics, or right? like we don't get like people turning into zombies. We I get know. people coughing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and then everything getting shut down. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's kind of the topic of today. Is yeah. not, I mean, not necessarily... That was a funny, funny segue you yeah, got going on. Not, there. not the, not, not the T virus or whatever. We're not specifically talking about coronavirus. No, or the zombies that it didn't make. Yes. We're talking about the man behind the coronavirus tonight, yes. and and his 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 faulty science. Yeah, right. Well, let's see. What was my um, introduction to this thing, or my uh, kind of caption? I said, "How does a money grabber with a." Career history of failed research, panic spreading, scientific cover-up, and shady money redirection become the final say in the pandemic response that he potentially helped create. Are we getting kicked off this week? <laughs> no, you know what? I I think everybody's going after Fauci here. Soon. I think so. so he, I, I don't think so. I think uh, we're just going to be another another one to pile on. Yeah. Well, every week I we ask ourselves, is this going to be the one? Yeah, is this I know. going to be? Because we, uh, we, we like to push the line. We do. And, so. and, you know, we should just really try some time to, yeah. you know, really. I still think we're playing it way too safe. But because we, we, do. we haven't yeah. got a strike yet. I know. Maybe we're just not big enough for that yet. So we need, you people need to go out there and invite your friends, invite your grandmas, invite your cousins to, to listen to our show so we can get a bigger following. So maybe yeah. we can get a strike to our name and okay. get that street cred yeah, to our name. Yeah, that would be nice. So, I mean, you're not, I mean, are you really... Doing a good job if you haven't. Um, I don't think so. Been threatened or, yeah. or booted or, off of yeah. YouTube, right? So, 
I mean, shit, my brother did, and you, we all know how bad his show sucks. Right. <laughs> so, before we get into the episode, though, like, obviously we're talking about Dr. Fauci, um, all the stuff coming up about Dr. Fauci, and we figured this was the time to have this conversation, yeah. because right. everybody's talking about it. Well, Ron Paul's going, or not Ron, Rand Paul's going. Yeah, Rand, maybe Ron. May, probably Ron, yeah, too. probably both. But, I mean, last year at this time, if you said anything about Fauci, you were immediately taken mm-hmm. down. Yeah, if we would have, if we would have aired this episode one year yeah. ago, we absolutely would have been kicked off the yeah. platforms for it. So, so maybe this is the time to do it. Maybe we played it too safe when we should have had this. But all this information wasn't really as readily available at say, our fingertips. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could have found it, but now it's all over the place. Yeah. We're gonna talk about Fauci's darker past, I guess. Yeah, and he does have quite a bit of shade on him. Yeah, so. Um, and not a lot of success, in my opinion, besides no. the success of getting right. a lot of screen on screen time. Yeah. Right. And probably a lot of money funneling. Yeah, and, you know, he's not a photogenic guy. He's so not. He's why is he pretty on ugly, actually? He is. He is. <laughs> he's kind of a, an elfish looking guy. <laughs> yeah. So before we do that, we obviously have to mention that this show is once again brought to us or to you or to whoever is listening. We're bringing it. To you. (laughs) It is brought to you through us by the official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast, which is Run Your Mouth Coffee, sponsors of free speech and all your freedoms and all that fun stuff, which we love to support people that support that stuff because we support that stuff. So make sure you check out RYM Coffee. Get some fresh roasted coffee shipped directly to your door. Um, I need to get another batch. I haven't had a batch in a few weeks. It's been a little while. need to get that... Aged bourbon barrels. Yes, that was coffee. really good. That was good. That was really good. If you're gonna try some and you're you're hesitant, definitely try the bourbon barrel aged coffee. I can't remember what the name of it was, but rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you with the promo code Break the Bell, all one word, no spaces. Break the Bell. You get ten percent off your order plus free shipping. And who doesn't like free stuff? Exactly. As we always say, we like. I mean. Mm. We're communists. We like free stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just give it to us. Go, go to all our episodes, and you'll find out how much of communists we are. So, yeah, right. if if you go back, if you're new to this, you'll realize that we are self-avowed communists. Yes, yes. Not really, but no, no but you do, you do. I mean, you you do like your 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 borst. My what? Yeah, borst. I think that's a Russian dish. I I've never had it, but it sounds. I I must have. Yeah, I, I need must love it. If yeah. you said it. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> check out you. RYM Coffee. You. And like I said, enter cognac? the promo. Cognac? Cognac. I'm not a big cognac no, person. No, me neither. Or a vodka person either. Yeah. I'm not a vodka person. All right, so we're not communist. You caught us. Nope, you got us. I like American uh, bourbon and coffee, specifically RYM, yes. Run Your Mouth Coffee, which, once again, is founded by John Odermatt of the Lions of Liberty podcast. And obviously, he loves liberty if he's on a show called Lions of Liberty. And Matt Pangy of the Homestead and Homeschools podcast. Check out their shows. Check out their coffee. Drink their coffee because there's really no reason not to. It's delicious, and you should drink it. RYMcoffee.com. There you go. Beef stroganoff. You like beef stroganoff. I do like beef stroganoff. Okay, that's Man, Russian. this is going to That's Russian. This is really. Yes. I didn't there know. There you go. I, there you go. All right. All right, man. I, I got knew, through I my ad. somewhere. You figured out a Russian dish that I would enjoy. <laughs> I guess we can just end this program now. Yeah. Success. Right. Thanks just for like coming. That. Thanks for coming on. Eat your beef stroganoff. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I should probably hit the record button because I forget almost every week. And oh. I have to go re-download the podcast from YouTube. It's 
what I've had to do the last couple of weeks. We will get better at this someday. I keep telling myself. Well, yeah, but we keep it interesting. That yeah, way. we do. We yeah. do. No, like, like we told Mark Claire last week, we consistently remain unprofessional. Exactly. So, I mean, it, to make everybody else, you know, be comfortable. I mean, if you showed up to the show and we were being completely professional, you'd be like, "Who the hell are these right, guys? This right. is not what I signed and, up and for." And this is boring. And I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go watch somebody, you know, less yes. professional. Yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously. I mean, you have to. So. We are going to get into this episode really, really quick. Make sure you check us out all over social media. Even though we hate social media, social media people are tyrants. But we have to dwell in social media land to get our word around. So help us out by spreading the word around. Smack that like and share button. Smack it hard. Just smack it. I'm not going to say like a redheaded stepchild this time because I feel like that was a little uncalled for last time. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to say smack okay. it like a redheaded stepchild, but just smack it hard. Okay. As hard as you would smack something M- that you would smack. Maybe like a, a, a red bearded podco- podcast host. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, share the shit around. Um, check us out on um, Patreon. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash break the bell. Sign up for all the bonus content and stuff, which I, I, I need to get going on. Um which I will be doing this week. I will. I promise you. I vow to you I will release a bonus episode this week. So if you want to hear that bonus episode, I have no idea what it's going to be about. But since I promised, I have I'm, I have to hold myself yeah, to it. You're, you're obligated now. Yeah. So if you want to hear what that that's all about, go to patreon.com slash break the bell. And now Craig reads Green Eggs in Ham. <laughs> I should. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's a good book. Well, we are going to get right into this episode if you don't have anything else. I don't have anything else. Because we are completely rambling now, yes. which we tend we, to do. We've gone to full Dr. Seuss, and that's, <laughs> that's dangerous territory. Yes, and beef stroganoff. Yes. Let's do this. Let's get into this. And when we get back here, we are going to dig into the life of a man who has continued to fail upward in his career. Which seems to happen a lot on the left. Seems to happen a lot. Just outside I mean, of normal humans. Y- you look at, like, uh, say, Rachel Maddow. You know, oh I mean, continually low ratings, but she's mm. top of her field. I don't know. know how that. I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't either. Know. I don't know. Who knows? It happens. In the, I I saw it in the military too. So yeah. it's not just a left okay. thing. You I see, mean, look at Joe Biden. Like all the shittiest right? people that couldn't really like yeah. make it on the outside world, they just moved up the ranks because yeah. all the all the people. That had some brains got out after so long. I'm not saying that about all of them. Right, right. I'm, I'm just saying I've seen a lot of really shitty higher ups in the military. Yeah. So before we shove our foot in our mouths, let's get into the intro, Bill. All right, let's do it. Here we go. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? 
Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And we are back, and once again, we are gracing you with the beautiful music of the band At The Wayside, who we had the pleasure of having their guitarist, Matt, a couple weeks ago yeah, uh, to promote their latest EP, Somewhere Between, I'm pretty sure is the name of it. I just looked. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. <laughs> I, uh, I believe you're correct on that. Somewhere Between, uh, you can find that, uh, check out At The Wayside all over social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. You can find the album on Spotify. Uh, support these guys because their music's really good, I it think. It is really good. I like this. And, again, a band is kind of like a, a small business, and they are being heavily affected by yeah. these stupid bullshit regulations and yeah. shutdowns, With especially being in Illinois. They're they're oh, based yeah. out of Illinois, so yeah. you know it's, it's hurting them good. Yeah. So Support your bands. Support them good because we love music. So we are going to get into this episode talking about the great, renowned doctor of... All the medicines, I guess. Yes. 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 All the diseases. All, all the the big ones. The big diseases. Yeah, he he oh. likes to only do the big ones. Only the popular yeah, diseases. He, he doesn't. He likes you to... know, like chickenpox. Too small for him. Yeah. No. You know? No. I mean, chickenpox did go away apparently because yeah. my kids haven't had it well, yet. They, they vaccines. So. I, I didn't realize so, that until yeah. one day I got to thinking I was like, huh, my kids haven't had chickenpox yeah. yet. And then all of a sudden I found out that was like a rite of passage growing up. You're like, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I had chickenpox when I was seven, and maybe, I'm like, damn it, I want chickenpox. Maybe that's why kids are such pussies now, right? They didn't get chickenpox. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. We just blew it open. Everybody's yeah. like, kids these days. Well, it's it's the chickenpox let, vaccine. Let them get their chickenpox. Yeah, makes makes don't, people don't, tough. Don't let them go soft. So I wanted Bill. I wanted to read this. This little narrative about the great Dr. Fauci to you, and just before we get started, I just wanted to read this. So, a deadly disease is sweeping across the country and the world. The world. Community uh, community level clinicians have begun treating symptoms with a drug that had long been used to treat similar symptoms. Uh, Doctors advocated for the prominent head of the National Institution of Allergy and Infectious Disease. That's a really big title, first of all. They really need to cut that down. Yeah. Advocated for this prominent head of this NIAID to recommend the drug's use in order to minimize the deadly symptoms. Fauci refused and even encouraged people to stop taking this drug due to danger, the danger it possibly could have on the the people infected with this disease. Instead, his primary focus was in favor of developing a vaccine to fight at the expense of the research into the treatment of the symptoms. Hmm. That sounds familiar, right? Yeah, it does. It Talking does. about COVID, right? It's got to be, right? Uh, possibly another no, disease like that. I mean, absolutely 100% sounds like what happened with right. Fauci and yeah, COVID. about a year ago. However, this is absolutely 100% how... Dr. Fauci treated AIDS in 1984, wow. or the, the entire 1980s wow. and early 1990s. I, I mean, but AIDS went away, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's gone. It's eradicated, right? right? Yeah, nobody gets AIDS no, anymore. No, oh, they, except for, you know, it's it's still dominating the African continent. And there's still no known treatment yes. for it, and how many hundreds of millions of dollars went into the treatment of it. But, yeah. I mean, is this shows the blatant success of this this right. doctor yeah. and his vision and his like his momentum to like get shit done you right. know yeah and you you read that paragraph there which i wrote that but it's based on actual stuff 
like <laughs> that actually happened. And we'll get into some of this this aid stuff later yeah. on. But the fact that it, it parallels perfectly with how he yeah. handled <clears throat> COVID nineteen is yeah. it's really telling. It is. It's like you got this these doctors that are like, look, this is a known treatment for similar symptoms. Yeah. And it seems to be effective. We've already been using it and him to come up and be like, Nope. Yeah. Nope. That could be dangerous. This yeah. is there is no your your quacks. You know, you remember that who was that um yeah, the, that Trump that, doctor. Yeah, the, African American lady. Then and they they went out and said she was like a witch doctor yeah. and stuff. Which I'm not saying Fauci himself said that, but Fauci was definitely against the oh, yeah. hy- hydroxychloroquine. Oh yeah, treatments. Well, of- all the doctors did. I mean that you can you can get it. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you requested it, you couldn't get it. Yeah. So, in favor of vaccine research, which different from AIDS. Ended up like what they got, like a vaccine within like five days or yeah, something like right. that, which was which is crazy. Um, so he learned from his mistakes of the past. Of course, it seems like. right, absolutely. Well, he had so much success with it. Uh, Why would yeah. he change? Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into that whole past with the AIDS, I I just wanted to really show the parallels of how much this guy has failed upwards and been skylighted to this freaking yeah. prominence that he is his face he's the face of COVID 19 but then when you go back and look at his past it's just like dude what right. what the hell have you fucking done this whole right. time i mean if he was if he was a military general well he still would probably be successful but <laughs> based on what we said earlier <laughs> yeah exactly but you know it, it's like you know you lose all these battles it's like you know or if he was the head of like a private corporation right 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 and I lost mean, billions Billions right. of dollars, which you with no, no, right. He's like, nothing to show for it. We know this guy lost billions over at uh, Apple. We're bringing him over to Microsoft now because we have really high hopes for him. But it's not like we brought him over somewhere. I mean, he has been at the same post, the right. same job since '84, right? Same post since '84, same place since 1968. Wow, '68. He's been working for he the like NIAID. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to get into his past. We're going to get into all that. But first, we wanted to talk about what's going on today with him, because this is important to why we decided to dig back in time with Dr. Fauci. So let's see here. Just recently, within the last couple of weeks, all these a new email scandal. I mean, we had the the Hillary email scandal. We had the Hunter Biden email scandal. We had well the first the Hillary one started with the oh what was that what was the guy's name that they confiscated and he had like child porn on it and then oh uh, Weiner yeah Anthony <laughs> Weiner's laptop so the Weiner the Weiner scandal <laughs> then the Hillary laptop scandal right then the uh, Hunter Biden laptop email scandal and now we're to the Dr yeah. Fauci email scandal I mean yeah I, I mean that you you're not living if you yeah, don't have, have an you, email you've scandal. seen the meme where it's got uh fauci sitting there and hillary passes him a note and he opens <laughs> it up and says you should have deleted him yes and there was one there was one that what that had that meme and then chelsea clinton was commenting on it and it's like this is disgusting or something like that and it's like no this is hilarious more hilarious since you decided to come right yeah exactly this. you just made this valid thank you yes thank you so much for for lending credit to to this this meme here. So let's talk about this email scan. What the hell? More, more commercials. I don't want videos at all. Let's talk about this email scandal okay. with Dr. Fauci. So this is from The Hill. It says, media continues to lionize Anthony, Anthony Fauci despite his damning email. So the media is still 
loving this guy. He's Protecting still him. still the god and savior of medical research. So I'm going to pull this one up. Like I said, this is from The Hill. It says, it's official. Anthony Fauci is Teflon. At least when it comes to American media, that seems mostly petrified of challenging him in any way despite ample material with which to work. That's telling and damning there. Right. If you are too afraid to challenge this top guy, right. he's got too much freaking power. Absolutely. This guy that is like the the final say in what the country does in response to this yeah. anything medical, but major pandemics and this one specifically, well we're we're too we're too terrified yeah. to challenge him on this. It's like you, you're giving this guy way too much power. This guy Absolutely. holds more power than the president because people right. challenge the freaking president all the damn time. Absolutely. But nobody wants to stand up to this guy except people like Rand Paul. Right. And I've already said, it's like, well, how long before Rand Paul's dead? Well, and, and, and but he has, Rand Paul has been getting, you know, threats from yeah. what Richard Marks, the 80s rock singer. I don't know if you can call him rock. But he he was like, you know, I, I hope whoever gives him a, a punches him in the face. So I'm going to give that guy a hug. God, damn. you know, people and are uh, disgusting. And, Why? Uh, because he challenged. Right. People like he, Anthony right. Fauci. He, he challenges Fauci. And then then uh, like, well, Rachel Maddow, she was like, you know, oh, it's a uh, it's a um, oh, gosh, what is it? Uh, oh, it's it's a right wing conspiracy theory still that they're going after Fauci. There's oh, no basis for it, you know. And it's like, no uh, hello, um, right here and here and here and here. Yeah, and the fact that he just like somehow sleazily just like shifts his direction without yeah. uttering a word, and this has been his mo too, which we'll get into. It like he'll come out full hard statement yeah. against like for or against something. Then when it comes out that he's wrong, he just like kind of sleazes over to the. A little, shifts over a little bit, and yeah, nobody's the wiser. Yeah, they're just like, oh, oh, yeah, Anthony Fauci came out against that, well, and, well, and nobody covers things that he says. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they'll cover one thing, but then if he he goes back on it, then he doesn't say anything. No, absolutely not. So it says, um, Exhibit A comes after emails from and to Fauci, who heads the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. I, I have a feeling he probably lengthened the title of his. <laughs> Of his his, he, position he just wanted there. a bigger bigger yeah. business card. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I want this thing to stretch. I don't. I want it to stretch three business cards. Yeah. So can we add a couple words like, to this? Um, here's my business cards. Can we just call it NIAID? No, right, right? no. I want you to specifically say National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Yes. So it says, Fauci, who heads of the NIAID, as well as President Biden's Coronavirus Task Force, were revealed via a Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, those emails reveal several things that should be of interest to a, to a free press. Yet in the media, in most, yet most in the media are ignoring these revelations, despite huge domestic and worldwide implications. That's just it. It's just like when this shit comes out and you see how he handled this. It's just like yeah. dude, everybody, the entire world is following the U.S. example, and the entire U.S. is following what. To, like tooth and nail, what this guy right. is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the WHO is following it. The CDC. Yeah. School boards across the country are following yep. it. I mean, parents cannot go to work because their kids have to stay home because the school boards don't want to, you know, because they're all following Fauci. And like everybody, oh, you see all the like signs for masks. It's just like yeah, following the the CDC guidelines. Following the CDC. Well, the CDC is getting their guidelines from yeah. Dr. Fauci. Right. 
It says, one email from February 2020 shows Fauci stating that retail masks aren't really effective in protecting people from contracting COVID-19. Huh. That's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. says, the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus, which is small enough to pass through material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit to keep out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. Do you remember saying these exact things when yeah. people started wearing like the cloth masks? Yeah. Like that's not going right. to do shit. Well, didn't they come out and be like, oh? And they even showed like they took a spray bottle and sprayed through it, you know, and it came yeah. through, and they're like, oh, the droplets are too small to be yeah. stopped. Right. Or did you ever see the one where the guy vapes and yeah. puts on a mask and blows blows out? Even with the the more like medical, mm -hmm. t not the medical ones, but the blue ones. Oh, right. The paper ones yeah. that are supposed to be a little bit better. Right. Like they give out a target. Yeah, they just blew out the side, vape came, and that's a nice indication of what air does when it leaves yeah. your mouth. Right. So apparently Dr. Fauci agreed with that, but again, the whole, the optics of it became the issue, Yeah. which was was his bread and butter, just like, how does it look? when? Because yeah. remember when he got his vaccine, and then he, people asked why he was still yeah. double masking, right. and he's like, well, I just do it to... For, right. for show, pretty much. Yeah. Well, and then, but then he came out under questions from Rand Paul and said mm -hmm. it was political theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all it was. Says another email reveals that Fauci was made aware that a leak of COVID 19 by a research lab in Wuhan, China, was entirely possible courtesy of Christian Anderson, a professor with Scripps Research, in a February 1st email. So, this Christian Anderson guy, not Hans Christian Anderson, but just Christian oh, okay. Anderson. Okay, so no stories. No. Uh, well, I mean, it's a story. Different stories. He apparently revealed to Fauci that there it was possible there was a leak out of the labs in Wuhan. But then it all got covered up, obviously. Right. It says on a phylogenetic tree, the virus looks totally normal, and the close clustering with bats suggests the bats serve as the reservoir, Anderson wrote. The unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome, less than 0.1%. So one has to look really close at all, really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features p potentially look engineered. Huh. So it says Fauci came to a different conclusion, however, <laughs> during a May 2020 interview with National Geographic magazine. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there, this is Fauci talking, the scientific evidence is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated, he argued. That's bullshit. So after one of his like fellow scientists said, look, there is a small percent chance there's there's something here. Yeah. Tiny percent of this looks like it was engineered. I mean, it's small, but it's there right, if right. you look closely. And well, I'm sure Fauci's like, well, nobody's going to look that fucking closely, and right. nobody's really going to look at all. I, they just listen to what I say. Said even on Thursday, more than a year later, and despite growing evidence the virus may have come from the lab, following a Wall Street Journal report indicating three lab workers got sick in November of 2019 with symptoms consistent with COVID-19, uh, Fauci remained primarily steadfast in his belief that the virus was not man-made, while adding that he is keeping an open mind. I have always said, and will say today to you, that I still believe most likely origin is from an animal species to a human. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> You're right. Yes, it, but, but when it comes down to it, like, there was evidence came out recently this week that... 
the lab had bat cages, right. like patented bat cages. Yeah. So yes, it. I mean, that's like, like talking out the sides of your mouth, yeah. like lying, like completely lying with, but saying the truth without, right. you know, without saying it. Right. Because oh, it's most likely it came from an animal species to a human, but he failed right. to mention possibly it came from animal species that we were fucking around with. Right. Yeah. And we 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 tweaked sci- here and there so that we could pass it and from human scientists that were dealing with it decided or somehow contracted it. Are you all right over there? You need a sneeze button. <laughs> so, yes, it is possible most likely it transferred from animal species to human, like he said. So he is correct there, but it's looking more and more like it transferred from a, a genetically modified animal right. to humans that were genetically modifying this animal. Right, yeah. He said the idea, this is funny, this this one's going to make you, you like right. really lay it, pissed. Lay it on me. The idea, I think, is quite far-fetched that the Chinese deliberately engineered something so they could kill themselves <laughs> as well as other people. I think that's a bit far. What's the difference between that and like building a nuclear fucking bomb? Right. Yeah. And and the nuclear bomb just goes off and well yeah. it's far fetched to think that that the Russians would build something that would kill themselves deliberately right right that yeah. that's not what we're saying we're saying they were working on possibly a bioweapon or possibly just screwing around with science yeah. like in every Michael Crichton book and things got out of hand and people died and is it too is it is it really far fetched to think the Chinese government would do something to deliberately kill their right. own people? Yeah, exactly. It's not that especially far-fetched. if it's something that they think will benefit them in the long run. Right. It's not that far fetched at all. It should be noted that the novel viruses that novel viruses have escaped from labs before, including SARS. Do you know who worked on SARS? Fauci. Fauci. Including so that was in two thousand four. Including anthrax. Do you know who worked on anthrax? Fauci. Doctor Fauci. But that was back in the 70s. I don't, oh. don't think he was working on it. That was from a Soviet lab in the 70s. But th- those are two times that things that we're screwing around with yeah. leaked I, out of I, labs. I, I heard that he he had um, worked a little bit on anthrax. He, that's what I'm saying. Fauci yeah. did work right, on right, it. Right. But it was during like 2001 oh, time frame. It. it wasn't back in the 70s when oh, they gotcha. escaped from the Soviet lab. Sure. So it says, so there's precedent here. Yet on cue, many in the media label... Those who even broached this possibility, including Senator Tom Cotton and then President uh, Donald Trump as conspiracy theorists. So it says, but perhaps the most potentially damaging part of Fauci's emails happened in two instances when he shared documents related to the dangerous gain-of-function experiments at the Wuhan lab. It says the emails paint a disturbing picture um, – this is Rand Paul talking, so it doesn't actually quote the emails, but – Rand Paul says the emails paint a disturbing picture, a disturbing picture of Fauci from the very beginning, worrying that he had been funding gain of function research. So it sounds like he was like, did we do this? Shit. Yeah. Did, 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 is this us? Is this from yeah. our funding for your research? Was our money going towards this shit? So it sounds like he in his emails, he was kind of like questioning this himself, right. but then coming out and being like, oh, I had nothing to do with this. Well, but I showed you the video from 2012. Where he says that, look, the risk of a, a global pandemic is worth this. it. Yeah, we talked about this yeah. in one of the weekend wrap Yeah, he said it's totally worth it for the benefit of the gain-of-function research right. that will the, the uh, information will get for it. So 
he was all for it. And, and even saying a global pandemic is worth it. I mean, that right there, it, to me, is a smoking gun. Yeah. It says in an email that Paul was referencing, written to Hugh Achinklas of the NIAID, Fauci passes along documents that pertain to gain-of-function research. He says, Hugh, it is essential that we speak this morning. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward to you now. You will have tasks today that must be done. It doesn't say what's in that paper, but I'm guessing Rand Paul has read it for him to be coming out and making these claims, or he knows somebody that has read it. So these emails came out. They seem pretty damning, but... Again, the media, like this is saying, is yeah. just whitewashing over him. Just yeah. This is just a conspiracy theory. Yep. This is all just conspiracy theory, yeah. um, which we know it's becoming less and less conspiracy theory because yeah. a lot of the media reports are retracting their fact right. checkers on yep. it being 100% debunked yeah. that this didn't come from a lab. Now yeah. they're quietly retracting this stuff. So the as time goes on, the more things that were called conspiracy theories, they're quietly like nudging this one. Well, maybe yeah. possibly. Right, right. Then but we don't have enough information to really say this is false. But even like, what was that? That Cotton? Um, yeah, Senator Cotton. Senator Cotton. All he said back in 2020, it was like May, April, May, was we should look into this. There is this possibility. Maybe he's like, I'm not, he pretty much said, I'm not saying this. But we should look into the right. fact that maybe this got released from a man-made lab. Yeah. Conspiracy theory. All right. Across right. the board. Yeah. So the fact that now the fact checkers are saying, we haven't looked into this. It, it's not verified. Right. That alone would have been debunked right. debunk conspiracy theory yep. a year ago and probably got you kicked off of platforms. Right. So this email's coming out. And again... <laughs> For for people like us, this this is just like oh shit, the hammer's gonna right, drop. Right. Yeah, like they got him now. Down goes Fauci. But then they come out and question like Jen Psaki, yeah. like is there a chance he's gonna get um, fired for this? And she's like, her just straight up said no. Yeah, nothing. What, what, I'm nothing waiting for about it. Is, well, we we can't because see, his dad owns the world. <laughs> <laughs> Who was his dad? I don't know. I mean, that wouldn't that's a good me. question, though. <laughs> well, that Maybe might be George Soros. a topic for another time. Um, so there was a point in one of the emails where he had, or where um, a researcher had thanked him for uh, dismissing the lab leak theory. He said researcher tied to the Wuhan lab thanked Fauci for dismissing the lab leak theory. Which, that's not damning at all, no. necessarily. No. That's just saying, you know... But, I mean, it for either way, for this guy to come out and be like, dude, thanks for covering my right. ass. That's right. what it yeah. sounds like to us, is thanks for covering my right. ass. Yeah, yeah. You, you really saved me. So the guy said, I just wanted to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin for COVID-19 from a bat-to-human spillover, not a lab released from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. This is uh, Dasek. Dasek. Dasek? Yeah, I mean, he has close ties with Fauci. I actually had... Uh, oh, I'll just pull that up now. I'll just pull it up. It's Peter Dasek, a zoologist from... Or, a zoologist? He's a zoologist whose nonprofit steered funding from or to the Wuhan Institute from... Fauci's organization. Gotcha. So he was kind of the money launderer, you know, gotcha. because we weren't supposedly, yeah. we weren't um, 
funding gain-of-function research, but we are funneling it through yeah. this, this. I took Peter zoology D- in high school. I didn't even see that possibility. No, no. So it's much I, more profitable. This Peter Dazak guy, though, wrote this article here, which I just want to read a little bit of. This was back last year. This was a, a statement in support of the scientists, public health professionals, and medical professionals of China combating COVID-19. This was published in February of 2020. So this was before we were really even talking about this much. But he's, he, um, he was one of the writers of this. There was like eight authors of this. This is in The Lancet. It says, we are public health scientists who have closely followed the emergency or the emergence of the 2019 novel coronavirus disease and are deeply concerned about the impact on global health and well-being. Says we have watched as scientists, public health professionals, and medical professionals of China, China in particular, have worked diligently and effectively to rapidly identify the pathogen behind this outbreak, put in place significant measures to reduce its impact, and share the results transparently with the global health community. The effort has been remarkable. Goes on to say, the rapid, open, and transparent sharing of data. Transparent again. He says transparent a lot in this. Usually when you're that repetitive one thing, it's usually you're really trying too hard to make it seem like to cover something up. The rapid open and transparent sharing of data on this outbreak is now being threatened by rumors and misinformation around its origins. We stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. Scientists from multiple countries have published and analyzed genomes of the causative agent, severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, and they are overwhelmingly concluded that this coronavirus originated in wildlife. So he says specifically, we stand together to condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that it doesn't have natural origin. This was Peter Daszak. The zoologist. The zoologist in February of last year, before this really became a giant conspiracy theory. Yeah, right. So they were getting before the. So they were getting ahead of this yeah, really way quick. Ahead of it. Yeah. To to really jump on this and be like, look, we gotta we gotta jump on this misinformation, this right. conspiracy theories now because. Yeah. So so this guy, has kind of been at the center of this shit, since day one too. He's with, probably the guy that's uh, actually you know cutting open the the bats. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was the money launderer. I, I am convinced oh, okay. he was the money launderer. Okay. Because he didn't work for the Wuhan Institute, yeah. but he was the one well, directing the money there. And, and so, and we know, and I don't know. Do you ha- do you have an article that talks about the Obama administration? No, no. We had talked a little bit about how the Obama administration had kind of cut ties with right. the gain of. They were like, research. "Look, it's too dangerous. Yeah, we're we're cutting ties." And then Fauci did an end of round and went to the Chinese government. Yup. So. No, I, I don't have that here. I want to keep rolling on this because we are, yeah. we, I mean, we might run out of time. Before we, like, we are going to get into Fauci's past. We will. We yeah. will. We're not just going to talk about the present stuff that we all know about COVID, the stuff, the bullshit that we all know. But before that, I did want to kind of bring up, I found this timeline of, like, Fauci's handling of the coronavirus because it just kind of gives you the shift or his flip-floppiness in the whole thing. And when you read back on it now, like maybe we heard this stuff back in February yeah. or March of last year. Maybe we heard him say this, but it just didn't like throw up red flags until 
a year later when we've heard all the pushing for masks and all the regulation and stuff, and then yeah. we look back on his early statements, it's just like, really? Yeah, really? Right. He freaking said that at the beginning? So this is, I mean, this article is from Liberty Nation News. It says, fi- uh, the Fauci timeline, sorting facts from fi- fiction. And it gives kind of a background of Dr. Fauci, which I'm not going to read all of it. I just want to read the, the timeline, which is on down. So it says, December 16th, 2019. So we're starting back a ways at like almost ground yeah. zero. The first coronavirus patient was seen at Wuhan Central Hospital, according to Dr. A. A. Fen. December 31st, New Year's Eve. More than two dozen cases of coronavirus were confirmed by Wuhan health authorities. Local wet markets were closed, and China informed the WHO about the pneumonia, but it had not found it had found no obvious person-to-person transmission. At this point, they have found no person-to-person transmission of this. Huh. That's interesting to it me. It is, right, because... So they're thinking it's just coming directly from eating bats. Interesting. But it hadn't started yeah. jumping person-to-person. And no medical personnel have been infected either. Because, I mean, that's that, that to me s- says that the, the thing is kind of mutating as it goes. Because right. how many doctors here came down with it? Right. While they're treating. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I this mean, is saying many. Tw- two dozen cases by December. So like in two weeks from the 16th to the 31st, none, no medical personnel have been infected. Yeah. It says by this time, however, several healthcare workers had reportedly been infected. So maybe China's just lying about it and covering it up. Yeah. Which, no shocker there. Right. January 1st, a day later, the New York Times used cell phone data to discover that 175,000 people had left Wuhan. Uh, 175,000 wow. left this region. That's a lot. <laughs> you think it's yeah. just like holiday travel? That's I mean, no, that seems like a this lot. This is China. Especially there, there is no holiday travel. Right. <laughs> Especially, I mean, I don't know how big the area is. Well, and, and it's my understanding that that area is pretty pretty poor. So these people are not people. I mean, this isn't like recreational Something travel. Something scared them out, it right. sounds they like. They had to get the hell out of there. Seven million more left in the next two weeks. Wow. Seven million people. Wow. Me. January 6th, Dr. Foucher begins interviews to discuss the coronavirus outbreak. So by January 6th, he's he's on it. He's on top. Yeah. He's like, I've got to get on this shit. January 20th, China's president issued the first public statement about the virus, saying it must be taken ser- seriously. On the 20th, Fauci announced a coronavirus vaccine was already being worked on by the National Institute of Health. Huh. So they were already working on this vaccine Interesting. before it even got to our shores. What, what day is that? January, January 20th. 20th. Wow. January 21, in an interview with Greg Kelly, which, interesting enough, I don't have time to get to all the articles I read today. The There was a guy that patented coronavirus pandemic in China, or prono, coronavirus vaccine in China, like three days after the initial outbreak. Really? Which is telling to me, because you can't just be like, I have this idea, I'm going to patent it. <laughs> you have to have some kind there, of reason. There reach. may be a, a pandemic coming soon. Uh, just like... <laughs> Three days, or I mean, maybe a few, but it yeah. wasn't enough time because you have to actually have something on paper right, for right. this vaccine yeah. to patent it. Well, you can't just be samples. like, you can't just write on this paper and be like, vaccine, patent this, yeah, and right. hold it up. No, you have to at least have some kind of like direction for this. Yeah. So um, by the twentieth, Fauci was talking about the NIH was working on a vaccine. Let's let's keep moving. Um, I just want to mainly read Fauci's response to this. So on the 
January 31st, uh, the Trump administration imposed travel restrictions from China, and that's when everybody said Trump was crazy. Yes. January 31st, or February 8th, so a week later, Fauci said the risk of contracting the virus is minuscule. Huh. Doesn't that sound something like more like Trump would have said back then? Yeah, Everybody's right. just like, oh, Trump downplayed yeah, this right, virus. Right. He, yeah, he, because he that's exactly way. one of the things that they were saying is that Trump yeah. was downplaying it yeah. and not taking it seriously. But Fauci said on February 8th, virus is minuscule, or a transmission Con- huh. Contracting it, the chance is minuscule. He probably said that, and then someone called him from Wuhan and be like, "No, this is one of our bats." And he's like, "Shit!" He's like, "God damn it!" On the seventeenth, Fauci told USA Today that wearing a mask is for the infected to protect others. Now in the United States, there is absolutely no reason whatsoever to wear a mask. Yeah, and that well, and then he came out and said that he said that because he didn't want healthcare workers to be without masks. Yeah. But of course, he just. Right. Slimes into his excuses exactly. there. Uh, WHO reported on the 20th, February 20th, that 77,000 COVID-19 cases worldwide. By the 24th, uh, the Trump administration requested $2.5 billion from Congress to fight the coronavirus. On the same day, Nancy Pelosi toured San Francisco's Chinatown. Yes. There you go. Yes. Telling residents to support the neighborhood. That's what we're trying to do today is to say everyone is fine here. So, again, downplaying. Yeah, downplaying. Yeah. They wanted to impeach Trump yeah. on grounds of downplaying yeah, this. They thing. wanted him brought up on homicide because they said that him downplaying it caused the death of millions. Yep. She said, Come because precautions have been taken. The city is on top of the situation. On the 29th of February, the first coronavirus death was reported in Washington, the first U.S. death. February 29th, the WHO says it continues to advise against the application of travel restrictions. To huh. countries experiencing outbreaks. So WHO was still against... Saying, it's okay to travel, guys. Yeah. It's This isn't bad. This Again, isn't going to hurt you. Trump downplayed this. Yeah. On the 29th as well, Fauci talks on the Today Show about the community spread, but right now at this moment, there is no need to change anything you are doing on a day-to-day basis. <sighs> this is February 29th. Wow. He flips really fast here, right. doesn't he? March 9th, Fauci tells reporters that young, healthy people can go on a cruise if they'd like. Oh, wow. 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 That should Holy bite him in the shit. ass. Because what happened around that same time? That cruise ship got abandoned out there. They wouldn't let people leave. It says, if you are a healthy young person, there's no reason if you want to go on a cruise, go on a cruise ship. <laughs> March 26th, so this is almost a month later, it says, in an article of the New England Journal, Fauci said, the overall clinical consequence of COVID-19 may ultimately be more akin to those of severe seasonal influenza. Who else that was do you March remember? March 26th? Wait, we were in full-on lockdown at that point. It says, England Journal of Medicine, Fauci said, March 26th, the overall clinical consequence of COVID-19 may ultimately be more akin to those of seasonal, severe seasonal influenza which has a case fatality rate of approximately 0.1%, or a pandemic influenza similar to those of 57 to 68, rather than a disease similar to SARS or MERS, which have had fatality rates of 9% up to 36%, respectively. So he was comparing it to the seasonal flu. Who else compared this to seasonal flu? Donald Trump. Yeah. And he got laughed at. Yeah. So March 3rd in Iowa... Um, people had gotten, uh, there was the first positive test in Iowa for COVID. Yes. And at that point, um, the, the state shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. 
I'll keep going here. It says Fauci on the 28th. March said, 8th. March 8th is when we went into full lockdown here in Iowa. Okay. So he still, but he was still saying it was similar to the flu, influenza, yeah. or to pan- or like a pandemic influenza. So, I mean, he wasn't completely downplaying it, but still. April 28th, it says Fauci said he's hopeful a vaccine will be developed by winter. April 30th, Fauci said he's almost certain the virus will return in the winter, yet he's optimistic of a vaccine. May 12th, Fauci now says the likelihood of developing a treatment or vaccine by the fall is a bridge too far. So from April 28th to May 12th, he went from he's hopeful it will be developed by winter this winter to May 12th. He's saying, eh, probably not. Probably not going to happen. So that's the timeline of him during the early days of the pandemic. And then if you I wish they would have extended that to his timeline, too. Right. If uh, you get a vaccine, you right. need to, you know, all the stuff that we've yeah, talked the about. The little chart with the people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to wear it outdoors, but you do indoors. Oh, if you get the vaccine, you don't yeah. need to wear it indoors. But if you're not vaccinated, right. oh, but your kids might, you know. Now, just yeah, I mean, how do they go to that, too? Yeah. Uh, no funerals, no graduations, mm-hmm. no proms, no weddings. Uh, your kids need to stay at home and be schooled f- virtually. I mean, that that's a pretty big jump, mm-hmm. right? Well, when you no think 4th about of it, July. When you think about it, well, it, it just turned into a full blown money grab and power grab. Yeah, is what it turned absolutely. into. Absolutely. But when you look back on the early days of it, when China was saying, "Hey, we got to take this seriously," and Fauci was here saying, "It's not that big a deal, guys. Yeah, we have nothing to worry about here right, right now. Yeah, continue." Pel- along, Pelosi dancing around in her traditional Chinese dress. God. <laughs> oh, it's just a mess. Which all this stuff you guys know. This yeah. is not what we're here to talk about. We are here mostly to talk about Fauci's past. Yeah. So I'm going to let, let's who is the the mystery man of Fauci? Yeah. What I mean, we got a break coming up. I mean, we got a little bit of time before break. So yeah. let, let's keep going. Um You got anything to add to that, Bill, while I pull up the next thing? Like well, what what I just read to you because that uh, like, like I said, first of all, like I said, we probably heard this stuff. Yeah. But looking back on it now, it's just like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Right. Like, you actually said that stuff? Yeah. And well, even like, you know, he said the, the infection rate, of, or was it the fatality rate at 0.1%? Yeah. Yep. So, which we now know the fatality rate is much lower than that. Right. So, you know, but like, I think he was trying to cover his own ass, mm. you know, and trying to downplay everything. But knowing that, well, and but again, seeing that and looking at the way the media spend it, again, the media was spending it in March where, I mean, we were like on the verge of global pandemic. I mean, I remember do, being on uh, at an old Navy, I think it was the uh, second or third week in March. Mm-hmm. And they were like, look, we're closing down until uh, things sort out. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, everything just, I mean... The church I was going to at the time, they they stopped doing services. I mean, a lot of churches stopped doing services at that time. Yeah. And so... Before they were forced to in some states. So it it really makes you think that, yeah, we know Fauci's a slimeball. We know that he played things for political expediency. But the media, the media really hyped it up. The politicians, when it became... When they looked at this and were like, wait a minute, we can use this. That things started all of a sudden started turning. Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, what was in Chinatown where everything's everybody's ahead of it when it's like, wait, we can get Trump out of here. 
we can get the uh, we can make things look really bad for him. So, you know what, guys, uh, you need to you need to stay home. It's bad, and then old people are dying. Don't hate grandma. What? Listen, reading the stuff that Fauci was saying, it's almost like some of the stuff that Trump was saying was regurgitating what. Fauci was saying right, in the beginning, right. and then all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh my God, he's a fucking monster! Right. He want he doesn't care yeah. about us." And, yeah. and it's just like this guy was put at the top uh, by Trump yeah. over this COVID response team, right. and yes, he did butt heads back and forth with Fauci yeah. later on. But later on, later on, Trump was still regurgitating yeah. the stuff that Fauci had said in the beginning, right. saying it was more like a flu, right. the percent, the death rates, blah blah blah, yeah. and Things all that all Trump this stuff. Was getting slammed for. Yeah, and so it almost makes me think that they flipped on it, like you said, for the yeah. political reason of right. getting Trump. Well, well, you gotta, we gotta turn this around yeah. because right. we gotta use this to not only yeah. <laughs> gain a lot of wealth, yeah, and. I, I imagine. Power, but I mean, get Trump was probably getting you know his notes from Fauci, mm -hmm. and then somebody went to Fauci. You know, this is speculative. Put a case, a briefcase of money in front of him and said, um, "Let's let's let's speed this up a little bit. Let's take this to the next level and let's uh, turn this thing and around. Let's not tell Trump." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, guys, guys, we're not on the same. I I don't have the same script here. We're, yeah. we're you're going off script." And they're just but, like, "I don't know." What I can see Fauci about. being like. Ask about injections. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. <laughs> so I had one more thing I forgot about in regards to these emails and everything, um, because apparently this is from the zero from Zero Hedge, which I'd say is one of my favorite yeah. news sources. Apparently, there was an email that showed, and all they're reporting, Zero Hedge is reporting on, is the fact that Zero Hedge spotlighted a foreign article. A year ago, and Fauci's team like scrambled to cover this all up, and so Zero Hedge is just be basically pulling a Rand Paul and being like, oh, "I told you so," but I want you to listen to what this thing was that they actually reported on, right? Because this is the big thing that I'm just like, Bill, holy shit! Okay, all right, all right. I want I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this in real time. All right, here we go. Here we go. So, so you ready? I'm ready. I'm Hats ready. on backwards. You're ready. ready. Let's do this. So Fauci emails revealed damage control scramble after zero hedge spotlights man-made COVID-19 theory. Okay, nothing out of, the, out of the normal there. That's stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. In January 2020, when the World Health Organization insisted that COVID-19 wasn't transmissible between humans, and Dr. Anthony Fauci said that the risk to the American public from the virus was low. Again, we just talked about this. Officials at the National Institute of Health were scrambling to perform damage control after controversial and now withdrawn studies suggested that there were HIV-like insertions included in SARS-CoV-2. Oh, shit. Right? What did we talk about that Fauci's been involved in? This is where my conspiracy—like, that wasn't even what they were reporting on. They were just saying, hey, we, we brought up this article, and Fauci scrambled. Yeah. They weren't even saying— Oh, uh, look at this connection here, guys. And I saw that. I'm just like, oh, my God, the guy that was at the head of the, the AIDS uh, yeah. research now is at the head of the COVID thing. And they're saying that there are HIV-like insertions in this SARS-CoV-2, wow. in, in COVID-19. That's crazy. Right? It says, so this is like a part of the article, I think. It says, to further investigate if these inserts are present in any other coronavirus, we performed multiple sequence alignments of the spike 
glycoprotein amino acid sequence of all available coronaviruses. Like we know, there's all kinds of right. coronaviruses. I think SARS was a coronavirus, yeah. wasn't it? says, we found that these four insertions are unique to COVID-19 and are not present in any other coronavirus analyzed. Wow. says, we then translated the aligned genome and found that these inserts are present in the Wuhan 2019 COVID virus, except that except the COVID-19 virus of bats as hosts. So the ones that you find at the wet market that they found right. in there. Those ones, those natural ones, didn't have these four insertions. Right. Every other COVID-19 virus had these insertions. That's why they're saying this is potentially right. manipulated. Right, yeah. It says, intrigued by the four highly conserved inserts unique to COVID-2019 and CoV, which is the virus, we wanted to understand their origin. For this purpose, we used the 2019 NCOV local alignment with each insert as query against all virus genomes and considered hits with 100% sequence, sequence coverage. Surprisingly, each of the four inserts aligned with short segments of the human immunodeficiency virus 1, or wow. HIV-1 proteins. That was the only other virus that had these inserts in them. Wow. So they cross-examined this with all these other viruses. They only aligned up with HIV. The now withdrawn paper piqued the interest of several journalists. Gee, I wonder why. Right. Including Zero Hedge, which is who's reporting this gotcha, hey, we told you so, whose account Twitter banned one day after we updated our coverage of the article, claiming we doxed a Chinese scientist in an earlier report. So they got kicked off right. Twitter for reporting on the stuff. Thanks to recent um, Freedom of Information Act, Request for Fauci's emails, we now know that the National Institute of Health was not only aware of the Indian report, so this came out in India, apparently, wow. but they were actively discussing how to handle it. January 31st email from AFP's Issam Ahmed asks NIH immunologist Dr. Barney Graham for comment. said, I was told by a contact you may be willing to give an opinion of this paper that has just gone live. It suggests the new coronavirus has four inserts similar to HIV-1, and this is not a coincidence, reads the email. So there's the email there. Okay. It says, two days later, Jennifer Ruth replies telling Graham, OCGR is going to send a note to the reporter to decline, noting the paper is not peer-reviewed. Please let us know if you receive similar requests. So basically saying, no. That's not true. Yeah. That's not peer-reviewed, so yeah. no. We're, we're not giving yeah. us any we're credit. Not gonna, we're not going to give it any kind of validity because it hasn't been peer-reviewed. Yep. Same Sunday morning, Fauci is looped in with Sir Jeremy Farrar forwarding Zero Hedge's article after mentioning how WHO Director Tedros Adhanom and the organization's cabinet chief were in conclave ostensibly on how to manage the narrative, noting if they do prevaricate, or as he says, bullshit the pub public, right. <laughs> I would appreciate a call with you later tonight or tomorrow to think how we might take forward. Fauci replies, do you have a minute for a quick call um, after having called the Indian paper really outlandish? So he <laughs> was very much against this from the start. Right. says, of course, the Indian paper was quickly withdrawn by its authors, and the notion that COVID-19 could have been man-made was rendered radioactive for a while. says, in April of last year, Dr. Luke Montagnier winner of the Nobel Peace Prize for Medicine in 2008 for discovering HIV as the cause of the AIDS 
epidemic claimed that SARS-CoV-2 is a manipulative virus that has accidentally released from a lab in Wuhan, China. So the guy Damn. who discovered the Damn. HIV virus yeah. says this is a manipulated virus. So this guy's oh. pretty smart, I would uh, say. Yeah, you know, Nobel, say he might you know, Nobel know Prize. Right. So, yeah, a little I mean, bit, a little he, bit. He basically found the, the, yeah. the makings of AIDS, right. found out which... Fauci jumped on that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. We'll find out soon. So, damn. So, what do you I, think? I, I, I feel like you know, in Jurassic World, when we found like Velociraptor was part of the Indominus Rex, <laughs> it's like holy shit. Yeah. So they genetically engineered SARS with parts of HIV. That's what it sounds. Yeah. Right. I mean, they. What I mean, but th- that explains all the different, all the different reactions people are having. Right, right. I mean, your standard COVID, right? Um, mm-hmm. Your standard coronavirus, you know, it tends to just affect like respiratory. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, that's a lot of what they're saying. And they're like, this acts more like right HIV wow. than it does m- the other like MERS or SARS and stuff like that. This yeah. acts more like AIDS right. with the, the the pneumonia and stuff. And if it was just like. You know, we found traces of X virus in here. Like, say, yeah. I don't know what what are some other viruses. I I, I don't know. Yeah, H one N one. Yeah, bird flu. If if then I just be like, yeah, it does sound man made. But the right. fact when it popped up that it was HIV, I was right. like, holy shit! Right. Who was the top guy on the HIV study? Fauci, Doctor Fauci. So wow, wow, yeah. Damn. I don't know. I mean, that maybe it's just my conspiracy brain saying that he was part of this manufacturing of this, but. No, I mean, to I me... I don't believe in coincidences when it comes no, to stuff like this. No, no. Like you said, I mean, the top guy, HIV, top guy, coronavirus. Right. Gain of function, I mean, experimentation, mm-hmm. doctored in a lab, funding from the NIAID. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the pieces just kind of fit. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? You think we combined AIDS with... This natural virus and yeah. We're yeah, just fucking around with it. Or yeah, that's what I think. Do you think it was well, nefarious? Do you think? No. Well, I think that they, I think they wanted to see how they could enhance the virus mm-hmm. to react to people more, right? Yeah. And on, I mean, I don't know if they were. I don't think they were planning on weaponizing it, right? Just because when you look at how coronaviruses acted, I mean. Again, it seems to target the sick, the weak, um, you know, minorities. You know, again, it seems like a, a virus with a purpose, but it doesn't seem like a a, a weaponized virus. So, I'm joking now. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. I, I got a little excited there. <laughs> Started choking. Yeah, I I don't know, but the fact that it was part of a Chinese lab, which has direct connections with the Chinese government, which right. has direct connection to the Chinese military. It wouldn't surprise me if they were looking for ways to weaponize that. No, things. absolutely not. I'm not even saying they intentionally released this. I'd say there's a good chance they were screwing around seeing how they could make certain viruses more, contagious, more right, contagious, more, contagious. Yes. more susceptible to human transmission, yeah. and something probably got loose. The right. fact that like three doctors in the lab contracted right. it first. right. And, and, and maybe it was something where, you know, Fauci was working with them and they're like, oh, well, you know, can we see some of your <laughs> HIV research? And he's like, yeah, I'll show you. I'll send you some samples. Yeah. And then they're like, huh, 
what if we do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody tripped and spilled some yeah, right? like, HIV well, into the... Like a Reese's Pieces commercial. <laughs> you got your HIV and my coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> we figured it out it, right it's there. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a viral Reese's Pieces. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into break, we got a little more time. I just want to... Let's, let's backtrack on Fauci now. It's about time to backtrack on Fauci and get into his past. I mean, like I said, we weren't going to spend the whole time right. talking about the president, but there was quite a bit going on right now. Yeah, so with the email leaks with all the shit coming out. Does it go anywhere? <laughs> well, looking at the fucking sheep around here that are just like, oh no, it's all conspiracy theory. Yeah. Doctor Fauci's a genius. How dare you argue with science? I mean, has CNN or ABC or CBS, I mean, have they reported on any of this? Um, they're pretty much probably calling it conspiracy theory. Yeah. I, I don't know. It'd just be something worth looking into. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk, first of all, about who Dr. Fauci is. If you don't know, like like some a little bit of his, like how he got into the NIH ID. This says, this is Wikipedia, of course, my favorite. Um, Anthony Stephen Fauci. Anthony Stephen Fauci? Never would have guessed. He doesn't seem like a Anthony. Anthony Stephen. He's an American physician, scientist, and immunologist who serves as the director of the U- U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and the chief medical advisor to the president. That's good. I mean, talk. I mean, he he at the top of his field. Yeah, you can't pl- like. Get more in front of people. I mean, not at the top of his field. Yeah. But he's the most in front of you person in his field. Yeah. And so, what's up? Oh, real real quick. Uh, run of the headlines here. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't... Vox? What is Vox? Um, it's just uh, another. <laughs> right wing, left wing? I think they're more left. Fauci Gate and what his emails tell us about COVID-19 and American politics. Um, of course, Fox says scientists who emailed Fauci about coronavirus possibly being engineered deactivates Twitter account. NBC Fauci emails don't prove a Wuhan conspiracy, but it does raise further questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, USA Today fact check Fauci's emails don't show he lied about hydrochloronique. Um, hydroxychloronique. Uh, CNBC Fauci's 2000 emails a day show how little U.S. officials knew about the coronavirus pandemic. Um, let's see here. Fox News says CNN rushes to defend Fauci amid email con- controversy. Uh, Politico attacks on Fauci grow more intense, personal, and conspiratorial. So, yep, oh, just shit. divide it right down the line. Light myself on fire. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to turn into a big political bullshit game, but. I wasn't going to read the entire Wikipedia article of who he was. I just did, wanted to read, like, how he became, got to this NAID position. Yeah. <clears throat> because it says, under the early life and education, it says, Fauci attended Regis High School, <clears throat> a private Jesuit school in Manhattan's Upper East Side, where he captained the school's basketball team, standing five, only five foot seven. Wow, he's like a Spud McKenzie. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Or they, Spud Webb, Spud McKenzie's the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to realize, I mean, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this. You got to realize this is a Jesuit school. Uh, right. In, how many in, tall? In, in, Ma- in Massachusetts. <laughs> how many are in Manhattan? Manhattan. In Manhattan, okay. How many tall Jewish people are there? 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. What's the what's the average? That's that's valid. It says after graduating in 1958, Fauci attended the College of the Holy Cross, graduating in 1962 with a Bachelor of Arts degree in classics with a pre-med track. That's an interesting combo. That's an interesting way to go. Yeah, arts and pre-med. Fauci then attended medical school at Cornell's University Medical College, now uh, well or Wheel Cornell Medicine, where he graduated first in his class with the Doctor of Medicine degree in 66. So he graduated medical school in 66. Okay. He completed an internship and a residency in the internal medicine at New York Hospital Cornell Medical Center. So he had, did his residency at his school's hospital. How old is he? He's 80. 80 years old now. Damn. Yeah. I didn't know that until I started. I was like, holy shit, he's 80? Yeah. So 66 graduated. Did an internship and residency at his college. After completing his residency, Fauci joined the NIH. So he went straight from school wow. to the NIH as a clinical associate in the NIAID. So, so like who, I said. Who, who was his dad? Does it say uh, whose parents were? <laughs> You're really curious, aren't you? I, I am, because that, that's quite a jump. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it says... Satan? I don't think he said it. Eugene Lillian was his mom, and Stephen A. Fauci was his dad. Fauci's father was a Columbia University-educated pharmacist who owned his own pharmacy. So he's just a pharmacist. And was he just a pharmacist? <laughs> his mother and sister, Denise, worked at the pharmacy's register, and Fauci delivered prescriptions. Huh. He was just a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, could you say Pablo Escobar was also just a pharmacist? <laughs> I guess. So, 68, he started working for the NIAID. So, that's why I said he has been doing this yeah. forever. Yeah. For 50 plus years at the same job. Yeah. Working his way up through the ranks, um, screwing his way up through the ranks, I'm sure. Says he became head of the LCI's clinic of. Uh, physiology section so he became started in 68 became head of the clinic in 74 and in 1980 was appointed chief of the NIAID's lab of immunoregulation and then in 84 became the director of the NIAID so what like 16 17 years he was directing the thing so like I said he flew his way up to the top of that government organization right which if I mean I don't know. We'll get into some of the yeah. stuff he's dealt with. It says, Fauci has been at the forefront of U.S. efforts to con- contend with viral diseases like HIV, SARS, the swine <laughs> flu, MERS, Ebola, and COVID-19. All the big ones. Yeah, like right. Said, it's like his greatest hits. <clears throat> it says he played a significant role in creating the president's emergency plan in to- the 2000s. Um, in the 2000s and creating the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief. After... 25 years of failed, right. or 15 years yeah. of failed AIDS research. He is now creating the president's Which, emergency what, that would be AIDS relief. George W., yeah. who's huge yeah. on like uh, AIDS relief in Africa. It says, and in driving development and biodefense drugs and vaccines following 9-11 terrorist attacks. Again, he's on the face of all the big ones. Yeah. He's like the poster child. How for- is it we hadn't heard of him until last yeah. year? Uh, we probably just didn't pay attention to the NIAID, but... It's funny how he has all his hands in just these big things. It's just right. like it doesn't say, well, he he found this. He, he worked critically on a, a freaking vaccine for the common cold, which they still don't have right, <laughs> for right. that either. 
No, it's all these like big headline ones. Yeah. Ebola. Yeah. Well, I worked you know, on the common cold not sexy. I worked on SARS. I worked on swine flu and COVID nineteen. And don't forget anthrax. Right, right. So <laughs> that's a little bit of the background of Dr. Fauci and how he got to where he was. I mean, he just started there and just yeah. worked his way up getting on the headlines, getting his face on the TV. And we'll see, like, when I come back from break, we're going to dig into, like, some of his AIDS research right. in, thoroughly and some of the other some things that he talked about. And stuff. But, like, there's scientists that were just like, dude, this guy's always has his face on the on a camera. Yeah. And just yeah, people that worked with him, which is like he just always had – is always on the camera. So it, he's – it's not just a COVID-19 thing. He's just huh. been that. Interesting. So – we are due for a break, though, so um, we will come back and talk about some some of the stuff surrounding like his past with um, his AIDS research, some vaccine weird vaccine stuff, which yeah. I, I tread lightly on because I I don't find us to be anti-vaxxers no, by we're any not stretch. A, no, no, no. As much as we speak out against Fauci's right. coronavirus vaccine, we're not anti. My no. kids are vaccinated. I'm My kids guessing are, yours yeah. are. We're not anti-vaxxers. But there's some weird stuff with Dr. Fauci and his love relationship with vaccines. Yes. With pushing vaccines, with pushing primarily for funding for vaccines. Right. It makes you wonder if yes. he has some kind of financial interest in the vaccine right. world. So, which, interesting, RFK Jr., which is not somebody I would think would be a conspiracy. Well, maybe he is, maybe <laughs> because JFK's conspiracy theory yeah. is the biggest, maybe he is a conspiracy he might, theorist. He might be. He's He's come out and said that um, Fauci owns, like, 50% of the patent for the coronavirus vaccine, so he is profiting off this. And, of course, it's debunked or right. fact-checked or whatever. But somebody as big as RFK Jr. coming out and being like, dude, he's making money off this shit. Yeah. I mean, it, that's kind of telling to me. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into break real quick. Let's okay. take, like, five minutes. When we come back, we're going to talk about this shit. Hopefully we have time for call-ins. Uh, we still have a lot of stuff to cover, though, yeah. with the great Anthony Fauci. I wish we had my brother on to do his Anthony Fauci I know, impression. Right? So we'll be right back and give us just like five minutes to just take a, catch our breath, and then we will continue. Let's do it. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. 
Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Everybody, you are listening to the smooth, smooth sounds of Somewhere Between by At The Wayside. Check it out wherever you can find music, like Spotify or wherever you listen to it, iTunes. Um, check out their social media page pages. At The Wayside, they're friends of ours. Their music's great. I wanted to play an extended clip of it instead of just yeah. leaving you guys in silence for five minutes while we yeah. refreshed our cups and took a pee and did all our stuff. So I thought I'd just let play out with some of that music. Yeah. So um, if you enjoy it, check them out and support this band because they're pretty damn good. Yeah. So let's get back into it, Bill. <clears throat> I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we keep finding stuff, we're just like, holy shit. Right. Because <laughs> you just sent me an article and you're just like this is what Fauci just said about this I'm like are you I, I always speechless I yeah. think my jaw just dropped yeah, it did it did <laughs> I know I was like wow your jaw is yeah. actually it, it's like literally on the floor <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that though but let, let's talk about some of this stuff with Dr. Fauci and his whole how he's kind of just failed upwards in his life like like we said from the beginning, let me find this fucking article. Um, like I was saying from right before the break, I guess, that um, he's been in this position, or not this specific, not as director, but in this this government entity his entire career yeah. since, since two, what, two years after? Yeah. After he right. graduated college. So he did his residency, which is needed to become a doctor. And then immediately after, he went straight into being... He jumped right into it. Right, in, right into this thing that he's now the head of, which probably some conflicts of interest there, I'm sure. Where the hell did this article go, Bill? What the fuck? Which Bear with it? us. Here it is. Oh. A short history of how Anthony Fauci has kept failing up since 1984. Wow. I like that. It's straight <laughs> to the point. It is. And it will probably get us to where we need to be with talking about Anthony Fauci. Okay. So this is just since 1984 when he took over as director. So right. who knows how he failed upwards before that. <laughs> but no, we know he failed up. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to share this one here. This is from thefederalist.com. So we, we'll post most like some of these articles in the show notes. So make sure you check some of them out. Do the reading for yourself. Research for yourself. This is just stuff we found in our yeah. own research. We don't know things. We just find things and speculate on them. But we do. We do our research, though. Yeah, we spend I'm not some a time. virologist at all. You're not a what? A virologist. No, me neither. But we don't claim to... No, I don't even play one on TV. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So this says, in 2003, terrorism was a more imminent national danger than infectious diseases, apparently, according to Anthony Fauci. Sure. Says Dr. Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease had just redirected $117 million from infectious diseases, which is, is the National Institute of Allergy Infectious Diseases. They redirected $117 million from infectious diseases. To fund a new 
anthrax vaccine effort in response to the anthrax attacks that happened a week after 9-11. Interesting. This was two years after 9-11. Yes. It's just interesting to me because I'm not sure how he's even, like, how that's even in his spectrum of work, uh, his field right. of work, when he is the head of allergy and infectious diseases. Anthrax is none of those. It's right. not an infectious disease. It's not right. an allergy. It's a biological weapon. Yeah. It's a man-made weapon. Maybe that's when... That's he, his expertise. <laughs> yes. And vaccines. Says the millions were just a small part of the $1.8 billion that Fauci had poured into defense from bioterrorist attacks over the preceding two years. Holy shit. $1.8 billion he funneled into uh, defense for um, bioterrorist attacks. You think Jeez. it was for defense or trying to create our own bioterrorist right? um, options? Because usually it's one and the same. It's right. like yeah, yeah, it is. Like it you is. have to create yeah. one to create a right. defense for yeah. it. Yeah, you can't have a vaccine without a without the disease. To yeah. yeah, so you can't so. come up with a defense for bioterrorist weapon until you have your own exactly. viable bioterrorist weapon. Wow. It says more than half of those funds were devoted to anthrax and smallpox alone. That's scary. <laughs> In 2004, Fauci launched the five point. $6 billion project BioShield, the National Institute of Health's biggest outlay for a single research issue until then. More money went into Project BioShield than the 15 years he was working on AIDS research, apparently, because it says that was the NIH's biggest single research issue Weird. at the time. <laughs> says some microbiology researchers at the time, however, according to journal Nature, we're concerned that Fauci's actions would ultimately distort priorities in infectious disease research, sucking money away from work to understand and counter natural disease outbreaks that ultimately pose a greater threat to the public health. So huh. other researchers are just like, um, this money should be going towards natural diseases, which pose right. threats and, of pandemics. And not man-made diseases yeah. that probably won't cause pandemics. Little, little did they know <laughs> right? what Fauci had up his sleeves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Says the 2003 Nature article cited a Stanford University microbiologist saying the disease such as influenza and other respiratory tract infections routinely kill far more people than would die in a bioterrorist attack and therefore deserve a greater share of the NIAID budget. They're saying, hey, more people die of this than right. that, so why are we funneling all that money there? Right. Says the criticism turned out to be warranted. In 2007, after spending billions under the opposite premise, Fauci admitted, at the end of the day, you're not going to kill as many people with an anthrax attack as you would if you blasted off a couple car bombs in Times Square. It's basically He was basically saying, it's not really that big a deal. Right. Not that many people are going to die from anthrax. Right. Yeah. So basically saying, you're right. Wasted a bunch <laughs> of money here. Yeah. His anthrax vaccine effort had failed, having been sunk by lobbying. Yes, that's why. He, yeah, he claimed yeah, it, was it was sunk lobbying. by lobbying. No, it was because it failed. Right. Says the anthrax f uh, vaccine failure followed on the heels of Fauci's controversial leadership of the nation's AIDS response in the 80s and 90s. According to Good Intention, a 1990 book by investigative author and innovative expert Bruce Nossbaum, Fauci started his career career as a lackluster scientist who found his true vocation, empire building. So basically, he huh. wasn't a great scientist, so then he turned into what he is now. When wow. he took the reins of the NIAID in 1984. So basically, he was, wasn't, didn't really do much before he took the reins yeah. in 1984. To ensure that age would, AIDS would be his exclusive demence, 
Within the federal government, Fauci started the most important bureaucratic battle in the history of the fight against AIDS, squeezing out more scientifically competent but less conniving administrators. According to Nossbaum, if Fauci had not won this battle to get to the top, many people who died might have lived, this guy said about Fauci. I believe that. I do, too. Having... Won his monopoly over AIDS within the federal government, Fauci, by training an immunologist uh, who focuses on how the body fights infectious diseases itself, favored a vaccine approach in the fight against the then-terminal illness. That's what I was talking about at the beginning. says the understandable professional bias came at the expense of research into the antiretroviral drugs, like I said, um, kind of along the lines of how he handled with the hydroxychloroquine. Right. It says <clears throat> that ultimately reduced AIDS from a death sentence to a chronic disease and remission. So these drugs that he was against promoting at the beginning reduced right. the likelihood of them dying to just being like something that uh, we're just going to have to deal with the rest yeah. of your life. Which is probably Magic Johnson probably yeah. ended up taking some of those. No, he just injected gold. <laughs> Just money into his veins. I'm convinced. Magic, how'd you do that? Just magic, baby. Just magic. (laughs) As Nussbaum wrote in 1990, Tony Fauci's managerial incompetence had exacted a staggering cost. By 1987, more than a million Americans were infected by the AIDS virus. This is uh, three years after uh, he took over. Uh, More than a million Americans were infected by the virus. Not a single drug treatment had come out of the government's enormous biomedical research system. In the end, Fauci barely survived by handing over control of the government's only AIDS drug trial program to a private pharmaceutical company. That's the only way anything survived this. Wow. Where It makes you wonder where the money actually went. Was it actually going into um, research that went nowhere under his... Or was it... Again, being funneled to these other things or lining his pockets or something. It makes you wonder, where were these billions of dollars going? As a result, a single drug, AZT, was the only AIDS treatment that came out of Fauci's government research system and only after the help from the private sector. I've actually read, I mean, there's conspiracy stuff about how, like, AZT actually caused more deaths than AIDS itself. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I won't get into the conspiracy side of whether I mean, AIDS is a real thing or not, um, right. but that's interesting. If you want to really go down the rabbit hole, get into dig into some of like the actual like, not necessarily is AIDS not real, but does HIV actually cause it or is right. it caused by other things? Yeah, and is it you know just just look into that. I guess I'm not going to get into that side of it though because we'll probably get screamed at or something. Right. Maybe in a bonus episode. I'm going to talk about that in a bonus episode this week. There you go. He says, you admitted that you are an incompetent idiot. Over the past four years, $374 million has been allocated for AIDS treatment research. You're in charge of spending much of that money, yet after three years, you have established only a system of waste, chaos, and uselessness. (laughs) Says, according to Good Intentions which is the book that was written, in an attempt to salvage his reputation, if not his career, Fauci co-opted Kramer, becoming a well-connected activist top ally within the federal government's public health apparatus. So this guy is a big AIDS um, activist with a lot of connections. Fauci went after him and and brought him in the fold. Yep. says, Kramer in turn was Fauci's vector into elitist American society, perfectly positioning the technocrat for his favorite role as a hit-the-front-page-every-day kind of guy, according to unnamed health 
huh. official that Nussbaum quotes. So that's where I said he was like, he became a headlines guy. Right, yeah. And like he was always going after the headlines. Like being on the front page. Yep. With the age treatment research strategy continuing to face setbacks, Fauci focused on developing an HIV vaccine. This quest, however, offered less and less glory as the 90s progressed. Starting in 95, private industry began developing effective, effective drug therapies. So, again, the private sector came to the rescue yeah. and actually bailed them out. In 95, wow, 11 years 11 later, years. Um, that would drastically reduce AIDS mortality in the developed world by the turn of the millennium, making the HIV vaccine much less of a potential game changer. Uh, while the bioterrorism threat... Restored Fauci's prominence in the national politics, neither the bioterrorism threat nor the anthrax vaccine never materialized. There you are. Right. Says things even got worse for Fauci before they became better. On February of 2020, the journal Science reported that almost after almost four decades, Fauci, Fauci's failure. So this was before... This was like right at the start of the right. pandemic, before yeah, right. he like bounced back to prominence. Right. Science Journal reports failure-ridden, uh, Fauci's failure-ridden search for a vaccine that can stop AIDS virus has delivered yet another frustrating defeat. According to the scientists heading the study in South Africa, there's absolutely no evidence of its e efficacy. From the $104 million of study, years of work went into this. It's a huge disappointment. So. Huh. He big basically he got called a big fucking failure over the last 40, 40 years. Fauci admitted to science that all those years and millions were spent on effort that he knew was very unlikely to succeed. He said, we were struggling for years and years, and so we grabbed onto the slightest positive effect, a potential correlate of immunity, and it looked interesting. <laughs> Just looked interesting. But... <laughs> Let's get into let's get into that drug that drug treatment one. Let me find that article because I keep talking about it, but I actually have an article. Uh, about you know, it. and everything you just read makes everything that I read during the break. Uh huh. It makes my 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 brain tingle. Yeah. Yes, because I I, I see I see I see shit. <laughs> well, yeah. There's there's lots of shit there. No, no, but yeah, but I I just see. Uh, yeah. I mean, Fauci now will get any amount of money and that's that what he wants for his AIDS research because he successfully beat back COVID. Yeah, yeah. So he can pretty much... Which was a... a he created. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Look how that works. Is this a movie? So let's talk about this uh, re or whitewashing AIDS history article. I, there's a lot of articles, but this is just information about this guy and how scummy of a human he was, says Anthony Fauci is rewriting history. He's doing so to disguise... This was back in 2014 this was written. So this yeah. was before COVID was even a Th thought this is, to us. Right. To, a thought to right. us. I mean, right. it was a thought to him, yeah. I'm sure. Well, but. Th this is during the time that the Obama administration kicked him out. Yeah. Says um, he's doing so to disguise his shameful role in the delaying promotion of an age treatment that would have prevented tens of thousands of deaths in the first years of the, the epidemic. In my book, Body Counts, a memoir of po politics, sex, AIDS, and survival, I recount how slow the federal government was in publicizing the use of Bactrim and other sulf sulfa drugs to prevent PCP, the pneumonia that is the head, uh, the leading killer of AIDS. So, Damn. The, so this was Bactrim was something they already used for this pneumonia, right. well, this pneumo because 
I mean, there was other um, immune system diseases out there, like leukemia attacks your immune system, your white cells. So PCP... There's all kinds of immune deficiency diseases. Yeah. Well, yeah. This PCP, this pneumonia, is common to people with immune system diseases, not just AIDS. Right. And so they use Bactrim... Already to prevent right the the bad but side effects from PCP traits of PCP in COVID patients yeah so. yeah which there's that HIV connection <laughs> that's why I said it it is more <laughs> similar to HIV than it yeah. was to like MERS or SARS right it says so like I said this was this Spectrum drug was already being used for PCP. says I point to Dr. Fauci in a particular because he was and remains today the head of the NIH. AID, um, and the head of the federal government's AIDS research program. So now he is still the head of the NIAID and the head of the COVID research program. Huh. Interesting how that works out. In 87, pioneering with AIDS activist Michael Callan begged Fauci for help in promoting the use of Bactrim as PCP uh, prophylaxis in issuing interim guidelines urging physicians uh, to prophylax those patients deemed at high risk for PCP. Fauci take, has taken exception to my account of the incident. He offered his version of the story. Uh, I'm not going to read all of that. He basically said that um, neither it wasn't within my purview or my responsibility to authorize this. But all they were saying was, hey, just suggest this. Just make this a statement suggesting, because yeah. he was right. the top of his field. Like yeah. Everybody was listening to him. He says whether Fauci personally had this authority or not isn't the point. His excuse would be laughable if it wasn't so tragic. He was constantly traveling and speaking to the media and opining about everything related to AIDS research treatment. Um, it says, like, you didn't even call a secretary to get in touch with him. You called his press officers. That's how public wow. of a person he was. Wow. It says he could easily have advocated awareness of the preventative treatment as the de facto federal AIDS czar, um, his influence was and is enormous. Had Fauci listened to the people with, actually listened to the people with AIDS and the clinicians treating them and responded accordingly, he would have saved thousands of lives. In the two years between 87, when Callan met Fauci, and 89, when the guidelines were ultimately issued, nearly 17,000 people with AIDS had suffocated from PCP. Most of these people might have lived had uh, Fauci responded appropriately. Says when Callan and others, including Dr. Barry Gingell, a medical advisor to gay men's health crisis, met with Fauci to plead for his support, they didn't just say there, there was this preliminary activity in some small trials, as Fauci claimed. They explained that more frontline AIDS physicians follow, following the lead of Dr. Joseph Sonabed were already using Bactrim effectively. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. We're already using this and it's already right. effective. Yeah. Sounds like the hydroxychloroquine yeah. that doctors were saying, hey, I've treated people, right. many people with this, and yeah. it's, it's working. says, a decade before clinical trials by Dr. Walter Hughes had proven its efficacy in preventing PCP and other immune-compromised populations like children with leukemia. Okay, says, Fauci refuses to acknowledge the evidence and, according to one account, even encouraged people with AIDS to t- stop taking treatments like back- wow. Bactrim. That weren't specifically approved for use in people with AIDS. Huh. Sound familiar? A little bit. A little bit. Connection here. Connect the dots. Yep. Longtime treatment activist 
uh, Richard Jeffries wrote in 2001 that Fauci went as far as telling activists attending a 1987 meeting that there was no data to suggest PCP prophylaxis was beneficial and that it may in fact be dangerous. <laughs> Fauci's close colleague, Dr. Samuel Broder, who was head of the National Cancer Institute, even suggested in the absence of any evidence at all that the newly introduced anti-retroviral AZT would make prophylaxis against PCP redundant. So basically this AZT, which was the only drug that came out of Fauci's program, yeah. this his partner in crime here was saying, well, um, AZT is just going to make that a redundant thing. So right. we're... Stick to AZT. Yeah, right. Because we're getting money for AZT. Yeah, so right. stick yeah. to AZT. Don't do not do that. That might be dangerous. And yeah. you might be doing too much if you're using AZT. Huh. Yeah. Interesting how things just seem to always yeah. fall back in that. And <clears throat> for Dr. Fauci, like the last article said, it was in favor of vaccines. It was in favor of vaccines. Right, right. He's like, a big vaccine guy. All this money was shifted for anthrax research yeah. into vaccines. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> All the COVID response was vaccines. focused on vaccines. Yep. yep. Like I said before, it makes you really wonder. I'm not, I, I have not, nothing says besides maybe RFK Jr. Nothing says that he has financial interest yeah. in vaccines. But the fact that this guy is constantly pushing vaccines. Right. Yeah. And yeah, certain and ones. Ignoring, ignoring the science. They yeah. talk about us ignoring the yeah. science when it comes to the vaccines yep. or the masks. He's blatantly ignoring yeah. the science, ignoring the people with AIDS, the people that are treating AIDS, yeah. and seeing results, ignoring the science in favor of his vaccines. Yeah. Because you know what these treatments do? They make his vaccines useless. Right. Absolutely. So if people are treating him with like at-home remedies or over-the-counter remedies like um, vitamin D what the, or right. C, what right. is vitamin C was, and— Yeah, and zinc. And zinc and yeah. hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Then vaccines aren't necessary. Right. If we, I mean, if it's really just something so simple that we could just go take yeah. this one pill, what do we need a vaccine for? Absolutely. If you have a some kind of interest in vaccines, you're not going to like that. Yeah. That's why. That's why personally, I think there hasn't been more of a push for medical marijuana because yeah. a lot of these medications and um, antidepressants and stuff go out the window. That right. big pharma is making a shit ton of yeah, money on. Absolutely. That all goes out the window. Yeah. So <clears throat> when you are so hard pressed to like downplay some an effective treatment, a proven effective treatment yeah. in favor of your own research, that right. shows that there is some kind of conflict of interest there bit, that you're pushing. A little bit. Something some you've got some kind of well we know lobbyists all the time. I mean doctors have been blamed for years right. of pushing different medications and stuff like how we're we're an overly medicated society now and yeah. and doctors, you know, they get money for pushing certain medications. And yep. I mean, why would Fauci be any different? Yeah, I mean, he's a government player. That's what yeah. he is. He's yeah. just a government player. But all it, for the almighty dollar. All in the name of the dollar. Just to... Yeah. I, I, I'd say probably mostly for fame and finance. Yeah, yeah. Is I mean, that's the only, only thing I can think of why yeah. he would push away from well-known treatments... Yeah. In favor of research, just endless, endless yeah. research dollars, right. just pouring money in for 30 plus years yeah. into AIDS research. Bring up that article that you had. While you're bringing it up, I'm going to 
I'm not going to read another article about this, but there were some other things that he really fucked up on in the AIDS research. Yeah. And one was he, they had found, discovered the first, like, infant with AIDS. Right. Or with HIV or AIDS, one, one of the two. And so d- Dr. Fauci and his partners concluded that, well, if an infant has it, obviously the infant's not using drugs, infant's not like sexually active and right. stuff. It must be transmittable, like person to person kind, like right. through the air or something right. like that. And so he, without really researching this, released a like an article saying this stuff that <laughs> it could be transmitted that way. Do you remember back in like the nineties, the eighties when? People are scared to like share. Oh, uh, yeah. To yeah. I mean, fucking Magic yeah. Johnson couldn't play basketball right. anymore. Yeah, right. They were scared to sit on toilet seats. Yeah. Um, that AIDS patients yeah. were the, on. Uh, NBA players were so brave when they would play basketball with Magic Johnson. Right. During the All Star game. Yeah. It's like wow, wow. This just shows how much they respect him. So after he released his article, um, all these other like press, like newspapers and stuff went on high alert. Saying like household contact can transmit yeah. AIDS. Yeah. It says um, one of the nationally syndicated newspapers um, in 1983 said said the Associated Press queried the next day, "Does AIDS spread by routine contact?" So this just vi- like yeah. a virus, <laughs> no pun intended, like right. a virus spread, like this fear mongering spread. Well, don't go around people. So now we're terrified of people with AIDS. And right. I think that yeah. stigma is still kind of around. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, it's just... what uh, You ever see that movie Philadelphia with Tom uh, Hanks and uh, Denzel Washington? I don't think so. And it's supposed to be a true story about this lawyer who has AIDS and, and he gets fired by his lawsuit or law firm. But it just shows, like, the fear that... that it's a really good movie. Check it out. I think mm-hmm. Tom Hanks won an Oscar for it. Okay. But it just shows, like, the fear there that's there with somebody who has AIDS and pe- how people interact with them. It's like they didn't want him around because, you know, not only could he infect other people, but it just looked bad having somebody with AIDS on their payroll. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, that was the stigma of it yeah. for years after that. And it all stemmed from Dr. Fauci there. Right. It all stemmed from his, his, Supposition that oh an yeah. infant has it it must without be without any doing real any real research well, obviously it came, they came and found out that's wrong right that yeah. it was passed from mother to child through pregnancy right. not through like being in right. the same room of them. but the damage is done at that right. point so Fauci his response when <clears throat> it came out later that he was wrong says June twenty sixth less than two months after the article appeared. Fauci publicly contradicted its most irresponsible claim, albeit without ever acknowledging his own central role in promoting the claim to begin with. Sounds familiar. As he told the Baltimore Sun, it's absolutely preposterous to suggest that AIDS can be contracted through normal social contact, like being in the same room as someone or sitting on a bus with them. That's preposterous to say that. He said, the poor gays have received a very raw deal in this. Yeah, you fucking gave it to him. Yeah, right? You did this. I mean, he was one of... I I was reading, like, he had... It's really interesting. Like, you really got to dig into this stuff with Dr. Fauci and his AIDS research because he had his four H's that was most susceptible to AIDS. So it was um, homosexuals, uh, heroin addicts, uh, shit, was it... Haitians was one of them. He said Haitians... The people of Haiti are the most susceptible huh. 
to um, AIDS, more susceptible than. And then there was one other. I can't think of the other. Huh. Oh, he, uh, he, hema. What? Oh, like yeah. people yeah, with right. bad blood disease, right, or like right, bad right. blood or yeah. something. Hema something. I can't think of it. Funny enough, I mean, he's fucked over the Haitians a couple times because right. when Haiti got hit with an earthquake or whatever, or one of one of the bad things that yeah. happened to Haiti, one of the main bad things, um, the UN came in in response and helped him out. All of a sudden, a massive cholera outbreak happened. Fauci went on record beforehand when there was rumors of it, and he's just like, no, there's not going to be a cholera outbreak. There's no hint of cholera on this island there's no chance they're going to get cholera because cholera is not on this island. Well, then when it came out that thousands of people got cholera because, and it originated around the UN headquarters there where sure. the, the helpers were, so they are pretty sure it came from the UN personnel. Right. Fauci came out again and said, if there's a cholera outbreak here, it was already on the island to begin oh, with. Geez. It was lying dormant in the water systems or in whatever systems, and then the unsanitary conditions caused by the earthquake caused it to ramp up. So this was already here if it's when just a few months ago he said there's no cholera right. on Haitians get the short end of the I don't yeah. know why he has against I Haitians. Know. What the hell Fauci? I don't know. I don't know. That's just a side note though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, go ahead with your article. Okay. So <laughs> after he like scared the people into being totally scared of any homosexual or any person with AIDS, I mean that that's just another another mark on his like right. Shitty past. Yeah. So this article is from The Guardian. Okay. HIV after COVID. And, and this is meant to praise Fauci and his people. Oh, yeah? Yes. But after after reading everything we've read, just, just tell me what you think. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. In the summer of 1981, public health professionals faced a terrifying crisis. Their work helped shape victories against the current pandemic, but some fear hard-won ground is lost. As Anthony Fauci marks 40 years since HIV emerged, he regrets how the extraordinary disruptions that COVID-19 have wreaked upon society have hampered efforts to tackle the major pandemic that preceded it. The longtime National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease director was one of the chief architects of a federal plan launched last year to meet the audacious goal of largely ending the HIV transmission in the After U.S. After, what, 40-plus years of working yeah. on it? Now he decides, hey, let's ha let's." I, I got a goal. plan, people. I got a plan. Well, just now. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> and now at 80, Fauci looks back half a lifetime to the foreboding early summer of 81 when he read the first case reports about what would become known as AIDS. And that's when he knew, I got to be at the top of this. Exactly. Three years before, he's like, that's my bread and butter right there, <laughs> motherfucker. He marvels at how epidemiological history is in many ways repeated itself with COVID-19. And he hopes that the HIV fight will also benefit from a vaccine. Fauci also knows that an unsung debt the COVID-19 response owes to HIV research. The nation's top virologist said he would argue forcibly with anybody that had the HIV pandemic not help train vast armies in the scientific, medical, and public health sectors to mobilize in a moment of crisis. So but he's saying, because of my research into AIDS for the last 20 or 35, 40 years, we were able to succeed more in handling COVID. Yeah. How about this? Why haven't you fixed AIDS then? Right. Right. If if this helped you beat COVID, why hasn't it helped you actually beat fucking yeah. AIDS? It's no doubt the battle against COVID-19 would be much further behind where it is today. 
it's no accident that a lot of people who jumped in to address COVID right away are people who are involved in HIV, says General Cates, director of maybe, global health and HIV policy. Maybe because there's such a close connection to HIV right? and COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're like, huh, this looks strangely familiar. <laughs> Only it spreads in the air. This is like air AIDS. This is like <laughs> air AIDS. This is like what Fauci thought AIDS was when he said it has household transmission. Yeah. He's like, huh, you remember when I predicted AIDS had household? How can we make it have household uh, household right? transmission? Yeah. With yeah. COVID, apparently. Um, says uh, there are a group of diverse scientists, activists, epidemiologists who said an emerging infectious disease that's starting to harm people and kill people. We've been here before. Fauci said, what I learned from HIV was very helpful in my appreciating how COVID-19 evolved. (laughs) Hasn't it helped you (laughs) determine anything about AIDS then? Yes. Uh, it says the highly effective COVID-19 vaccines now sending the U.S. Ep- epidemic into retreat were whisked into lightning speed through clinical trials thanks in many ways to HIV paving the way. In March last year, Fauci began overseeing the retooling of three major HIV global clinical trials networks into the COVID-19 prevention network. This meant teams of investigators were already skilled at recruiting and retraining div- diverse participant populations dealing with Byzantine regulatory requirements and paperwork and conducting necessary to statistical analysis soon enrolled tens of thousands into trials that have given the world the Moderna and John- Johnson and Johnson vaccines. Good God. My, my failure led to my success. Yes. Yes. In this pandemic. Yes. Uh, I'll jump ahead here. It says, um, Over the decades, such research honed the methods that, in Fauci's word, allowed scientists to determine the precise confirmation of the SARS-CoV-2 spike uh, protein that allowed maximal immunogenicity, thus leading to high fascist vaccines. Um, He goes, we were able to do this in 11 months because science does build on science, he said. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. The audacity of this human being. Yes. He says, uh, says, developing broadly neutralizing antibodies against HIV and channeled it into an increasingly fruitful effort to bring to market cocktails of monoclonal antibodies that attack SARS-2. It says, other HIV experts have leapt at the chance to lend their skills to the COVID-19 endeavor. Uh, Let's see here. Let me jump ahead. It says, um, uh, Fauci, um, let's see here. The comes of the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention newly estimates the annual HIV transmissions in the U.S. decline only 14% between 2009 and 2019. Um, ending the HIV epidemic plan seeks to reduce the latter figure to below 3,000. Uh, the CDC recently retorted that uh, between March and September last year, the U.S. saw an estimated 21% fewer prescriptions for the HIV prevention pill known as PREP. Which is probably has nothing to do with Fauci and is exactly. all the private sector. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. It says uh, we've gained a lot of ground to make up, a lot of ground to make up post-pandemic. Um, let's see. Overall, I think the COVID was extremely negative for HIV. Uh, says, so basically, it's saying what you said before, yeah. that COVID re-sparked this endless yep. 
yeah. um, funding to pour into his HIV research. That was yes. kind of because, like, like I said, in February 2020, um, the Science Journal, the journal called Science, yes. it's not just a science journal, it's the journal Science came out and said, Dr. Fauci's AIDS research is a big fucking failure. Yeah, And yeah. so now he's coming out and saying, look, this has kind of put a slow on this, but this is going to give us leaps and bounds into the AIDS Absolutely. research and pour more money into me because uh, look at yeah. look me, me. If it wasn't for my research into exactly. this thing, if it wasn't for what I did in AIDS, what I did in my research, I would not have had been able to succeed. I mean, yes, he is saying all these people stepped up that yes. went were easy to transfer from AIDS research into COVID-19 research, but all he is saying is, look at me, look what I did. Yep. Because of all the stuff yep. that I did in the past, I was able to succeed. Because here's the good here. news. Okay. Not all news is gloomy. COVID-19 has spurred two states to move toward expanding Medicaid programs, a shift found to benefit HIV populations. Okay. Lockdowns have also sparked innovations in healthcare delivery that could benefit people with HIV, including vastly expanded use of telemedicine. Fauci noted that the extraordinary success of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines has thrilled HIV vaccinologists who are already pursuing vaccines based on the cutting-edge technology. So, in 40 years, they couldn't come up with a viable freaking vaccine for HIV, and in six months they come up with one, they're like... Oh, that's a good idea. We should use that for this. Yeah. What were you doing for 40 years? Well, that just means all there are vaccines because yeah. we've, we've talked about how the COVID vaccine is not actually a vaccine. It's right. a genetically altering right. thing. So now they're like, let's just alter genes for this disease or cancer or or the cold or for, you know. Right. like Well, and that's, and that's the thing. This, this is going to immediately give him any amount of funding he wants. Mm-hmm. Any amount of notoriety, any amount of resources he wants to pursue fighting the HIV virus. Or, better yet, what if they come up with a genetically altering, manipulating or vaccine, quote-unquote vaccine, that's an end-all, do-it-run, right. like, go-to for any disease. Yeah. Like this, whoa, you just take this shot, and it'll... It'll sense like mutations in your ge- genetics, and it'll alter your genes. Right. So he just monopolized vaccine, well, that, across the board, and, that, and then all the research money will go into that one because yep. it fixes everything. Yep. And well, and that was my that was one of the things that sparked my mind when we were talking, is that if COVID is got roots of co- um, HIV, mm-hmm. right, and they were able to get these these vaccines out so quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. What if these vaccines were originally intended to fight HIV and they just shifted them over? That wouldn't surprise me. Something that maybe they they've had in their back pocket the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. This the whole thing blows my mind. Just the fact that he has the nerve to be like, look what I did with HIV that helped us with this. Yeah. Right. Just give me more money. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre. We are. Getting short on time. I did want to dive a little into like the conspiracy world. Yeah. Because th- this this Dr. Judy Mikovits, yes. she is renowned now as basically a conspiracy theorist. Right. She basically partnered with RFK Jr. in yep. their whole conspiracy theory, quote unquote, against Fauci. Uh, is she the one that coined the pandemic thing? Um, or she was the one, one she, of the ones pushing it, at right. least. Right. Well, so that's some pandemic's a movie. Mm. And she wrote a book. Um, Oh gosh, planned. Uh, what is it? Planned. 
Okay. Um, not pandemic, but it was like um, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, it was something like but that. But talking along those lines. Right. Normally, I mean, yes, we, we do address some of these people just because it's interesting. Normally, we shy away from like the more crazy cons- people that are considered like the crazy conspiracy theorists. Yes. But at this point, we've all well, been considered a conspiracy theorist. Yes. By saying, you know, um, this originated in a lab or this right. originated here. We're all conspiracy theorists at this point because right. of that. So we might as well go full blown into this. We might as well dive into it. Exactly. And see, because I, I, she has some more shitty stuff to say that yeah. has nothing to do with AIDS. Yeah. Has nothing to do with COVID-19. Has everything to do with vaccines, though. Right. Yeah, well, so. and she's been on Fauci's shit list for mm-hmm. a long time. Oh, so yeah. she said he has made it possible. She is pre- he has prevented her from being able to do any research at all since 2012. Yeah, and it'll talk about that okay. in this this article. This is called Dr. Fauci's attempt to silence whistleblower Dr. Judy Mikovits, which destroyed her career. So again, we're not saying this woman is right. Yeah, but when like we've been talking about his love love obsession with vaccines and development of vaccines over other treatments. And this plays right into that, this this dialogue here. All all this shit that we've been talking about, it it makes her seem a little bit more credible. Right. Says Dr. Mikovits joined the NIH in 1980 as a postdoctoral scholar in the molecular virology at the National Cancer Institute and began a 20-year collaboration with Frank Rossetti, a pioneer in the field of human retrovirology. She helped Dr. Rossetti isolate the HIV virus and link it to AIDS. So this is saying, basically, Rossetti linked it to AIDS. But they huh. were saying that doctor that was with Fauci right. came up. AIDS. So yeah. I think it talks about that, too, in this article. It says, um, she helped him link it to AIDS in 1983. Her NIH boss, Anthony Fauci, delayed publication of that critical paper for six months to let his protege, Robert Gallo, report replicate it huh so basically saying he stole Rossetti's paper published it and claimed credit for it says the delay in mass hiv testing let aids further spread around the globe and helped fauci with promotion to director of niaid huh so she remember he was the head of like virology or right, something yeah. before he was the head of yeah. the niaid this guy this Rossetti guy apparently isolated the hiv virus to causing aids Type wrote up his paper or whatnot. Fauci refused to publicate for six months. Robert Gallo replicated it six months later. How many people contracted or died of oh, HIV yeah. in that six months? Right. This is what she's. This is her yeah, claims. Right, so we're right. not saying this is what happened, but this is her claims. 2006, Dr. Mikovits became director of Whitmore Peterson Institute for Neuroimmune Disease and calibrated with Dr. Rossetti, uh, searching for the cause of chronic. Fatigue syndrome, which I hadn't even heard of, but apparently it's a thing. I have, yeah. So she's still partnered with Rossetti, um, looking for a cure for chronic fatigue syndrome, which suddenly became an epidemic in the 80s. The male-dominated medical community dismissed CFS as a psychosomatic yuppie flu caused by fragile females cracked in corporate jobs. (laughs) So they're basically just saying they're over... over, Sounds sounds like like, a very 80s uh, definition. Yes, Dr. Milkovitz described or discovered that 67% of affected women carried a virus called xenotropic murine leukemia related virus that appeared in healthy women women only 4% of the time. 
The XMRV is also associated with prostate, breast, ovarian cancer, leukemia, and multiple myeloma. Many women with the XMRV virus bore children with autism. Yeah. So that's you, interesting. All this, like, talk about vaccines causing autism. Right. We haven't even got there yet. This yeah. said, this is talking about women who had this virus had children with autism, yeah. according to her. Again, right. we're not saying this. Right. We're just reading what she said. Yeah. And she is very outspoken against Fauci. 2009, Dr. Milkovitz and Rossetti published their explosive finding in the journal of Science, the same journal that said, in 2020, that <laughs> Dr. Fauci's a failure. Right. 2009, they reported um, their findings in science, but the question remained, how was the XMRV virus getting into people? Other researchers linked the first CFS outbreak to a polio vaccine given to doctors and nurses that resulted in the 1934 Los Angeles County Hospital epidemic. The vaccine was cultivated on pulverized mouse brains. So uh -huh. they cultivated on these smooshed up mouse brains, yeah. cultivated this vaccine on it. Retroviruses from dead animals can survive in cell lines and permanently contaminate vaccines. Huh. So this is supposedly this vaccine was created and on these mouse brains in the 30s and um, contaminated vaccines. And it still just kind of cycles right. through vaccine process to yeah. this day because it just survives permanently. Yeah. Says Dr. Milkovich studies suggest that the XMRV virus was pre present in the MMR, polio, and encephalitis vaccine given to American children and soldiers. XMRV is so hazardous, so this virus that comes from mouse brains, apparently, gross, um, that the mere presence of mouse tissue in a laboratory can contaminate other tissues in the same room. Wow. Dr. Fauci ordered Mikovitz to keep her mouth shut. When she refused, he illegally confiscated her workbooks and hard drives, and drove her from the government work and blackballed her from receiving NIH grants, ending her science career, XMRV remains in American vaccines. Hmm. So she, I'm guessing, is a proponent for vaccines causing autism, which yeah. supposedly is a debunked conspiracy theory. Right. It doesn't exist. I can attest, I know somebody, and I'm close to, who had a kid who seemed t totally normal, got a set of vaccines and full-blown autism now. Really? So I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying it doesn't. Yeah. But what she is saying is it's this virus that came from the 30s that has just kind of contaminated yeah. strains of vaccines for decades now. Yeah. And, of course, Dr. Fauci shut her up because that's talking bad against his vaccines. Right. Yeah, and he's a big vaccine guy. So when you, you look at all this stuff combined— What's this guy have to gain through the vaccines? Like, right. is, I mean, maybe he's not politically invested. Maybe he doesn't have like patents, like 50% right. patents on vaccines. But this never ending study of vaccines is just never ending yeah. government money funneling through the Absolutely. system. And right. it's putting him, just keeping him important. It's yeah. keeping him relevant right. because it's just like, we're, we're this close, guys. Yeah. We're this close. Yep. And this big giant breakthrough, even though the first COVID vaccine had nothing to do with the NIH ID, it was right. fully funded by Pfizer. Right. Yeah. They took the risk on themselves. They funded it themselves. No government funding. Nothing to do with the NIH ID. Yeah. 
But of course he's going to glom right. onto that. Look what we did. Yeah, right. In right, six right. months, we came out with a vaccine that eradicated this pandemic. Yeah, right. That might may or may not have had something right. to do with my funding. funding. Yeah, right. And, and my, my, my people for, from the HIV mm. able to jump into action, if, if it wasn't for, for me and, and, and my team. Yeah. So what do you think of this article? You think she, you, you give any credit to her? I, is she you know, a credible I, source, or is it just like one of I, those crazy? You know, I'll, I'll give her credibility on this. Mm-hmm. I, I will. Again, you know, when you put it with everything else that Fauci's got going on, I mean, and and maybe I don't know. Maybe she's hostile. Maybe it, you know, if uh, what's her face, her boy would have proved, you know, given his uh, his paper, maybe she would be the head of the NAID right now. Yeah, I mean, there you could know, be some personal reason, right, like right, like personal gain reasons for this, but. Right. Maybe fa- she's like, well, Fauci said if I slept with him, you know, that I would, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean. And Fauci gave me AIDS, damn it. <laughs> yeah, right. There are uh, conspiracy theories that um, Dr. Fauci was patient zero of AIDS. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, that I, th- I feel like when it comes to stuff like this, they mix in a bunch of really yeah. big bullshit to make throw the credibility right. of it all out yeah. the window. Yeah. But again, vaccines. Across the board, there's something you can't speak out against. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll get demonized quickly. People demonize. You see it all over Facebook. Oh, Even yeah. just talking against um, this crazy COVID vaccine that everybody's just like, I'm skeptical of this because it came out too fast. Yeah. I don't want to be a test. People are like, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're one of those yeah, anti-vaxxers. you're an anti-vaxxer. Anti-vaxxer yeah. is like a basically... A threat to yeah. your credibility. Like well, everything goes out the window when you're called an anti-vaxxer. Right. And, and just the way that they moved to discredit this woman as soon as she came out during the pandemic, and then her book, everybody's like, "Oh, she's just doing it to sell her book." Well, then she she put her book out there for free. Yeah. To show that, look, I'm not looking for any kind of kickback. I'm just trying to let people know what the hell's going on. Right. So you know, is there any? I, I I'll take it with a grain of salt. But again, with everything we've seen, I. I, it gives her a little bit more credibility. Like, it, it just bothers me that even if you bring up tainted vaccines, right? you're an anti-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I'm saying, I mean, what shit, there was tainted aspirin. John, right. Was it Johnson Johnson that got sued for tainted yeah. aspirin that they put out on the yeah. show? Nobody says we're anti-aspirin. Right. No, we're calling out, there's a fucking problem here. Right. Yeah. I, this is causing issues. Yeah. It. It seems to. Let's look into this. Let's let's get these strains yeah. off the shelves right. and bring in some good strains. And, and I could see Fauci being like, "Look, we're not going to destroy, you know, a million units of this vaccine just because there's some some taint in it." You know, right. I mean, we're you know, we just we can't afford to do that. Not only can they not afford to do it, but it also puts the question on vaccines. Are vaccines safe? Well, it, and you get those the anti-vaxxers that are like, "Well, all vaccines yeah. aren't safe." I mean, that's putting his um, reputation of vaccines yeah. on the line by coming out yeah. and, publicly and, and, and saying there's tainted vaccine. If she's saying that this only shows up in 4% of healthy women, I can see Fauci being like, you know what? That's an acceptable loss. 4%, <laughs> right? But then look what he says about COVID-19. Right, It's not right. an acceptable loss. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. But, you know, the, the paycheck goes only one way. So with all this, what do you think? What, what, what do you think about Fauci? Do you, do you think more about him, better about him, less about him? Do you think about the same about him that you I, thought before? I, I think about the same that I thought before. Mm-hmm. I, ever since I saw this guy a year ago, I'm thinking this guy is 
sleaze bucket. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just he's playing the the politics. He's playing the sides against each other. He he doesn't know. He's just yeah. he's just playing the odds. Yeah, and he's playing politics. He yeah. wants the headlines. Yeah, he's saying whatever he can for the headlines. One thing I wanted to point out back on the article about him causing the scare with the AIDS people, yeah. the people with AIDS. It said, the last sentence of this paragraph says, In short, Fauci flip-flopped with the political winds and the press barely even noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Sound familiar? Absolutely. How many times has he done that? When you read that, and then, like I said at the beginning, when we look back at the statements he made in early 2020 about how this is, we shouldn't worry about this, how the chances of contracting it are minor, and us being like, holy shit, nobody even noticed that he completely flipped right. his stance on this. Yeah. Nobody really batted an eye too much on in the mainstream media about him flipping his stance on mask laws or yeah. flipping his stance on um, social gatherings and stuff. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's freaking Dr. Fauci. Yeah. We, I mean... What he says is gold. But for the last 50 years, he's been fucking with the U.S. medical system. And like you said, how many thousands of people, millions of people have died because... Because he's playing politics. Because he's playing politics. Because he just wanted and, to get that government money yeah. funnel, like, flowing into his organization. Yeah. And how much is... I want to I know. Look up what Dr. Fauci's net worth is. Oh, it's, I want to know. It's insane. He's got to be... I, I, I heard about it a couple months ago, and I, I was blown away. He's got to be, like... One of the richer people in America right now. That's, I mean, we're out of time. Sorry we didn't get a chance for Collins. I mean, you you probably shut us off and you're like, dude, uh, I can't stand hearing anything more about this. I don't want to hear anything more about it either. But when you look into this guy's scummy past and you see not only the parallels, but some of the shitty issues that he's dealt with, that kind of makes... How he's dealt with this pandemic makes sense. Yeah. It's scary that this guy is elevated to the posi- the untouchable position that he's in. He is being anti-Fauci is the same as being an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Like you're, you, you disagree with science. Well, science has been developing vaccines for umpteen years. How, how, I mean, it's eradicated a bunch of diseases. But that, like you can't talk against vaccines. Well, you can't also can't talk about against Dr. Fauci. Right. I mean... Some of these articles that we've read said that he's basically squeezed his opposition out because they, they talked about him having this monopoly over, like, AIDS research and this monopoly over, like, uh, infectious disease research. It's just like, this guy has been playing a power game more than a yeah. medical game his entire career. Did you find it? Okay, so um, apparently he makes $478,000 a year. He's the highest paid uh, federal employee. Um, let's see. His it says the the publicly available salary information for Fauci shows he earned three point six million from twenty ten to twenty nineteen. Holy shit! That's he, why while he was creating and he'll make two point five million more for the years twenty 2020 twenty to two thousand twenty four. Holy shit! Uh, it says um he makes more than his net president. worth is upwards of ten million. It says wow, yeah. So he makes. A year, you said four hundred seventy-five thousand. That's seventy-five thousand yeah. dollars more than the president makes a year. Oh, okay. It says, uh, let's see. It says um, he's been known to make uh, anywhere between a hundred thousand to a million for books he's written. Wow. Yeah. Well, did you hear his book that he's putting out now? You can't find it on Amazon or um, 
Barnes and Noble's website since all this email shit came really? out. They like removed it from these because it's. Good. I mean, it's so. I mean, he still got paid, but. You know. Oh yeah, but for now they're not. Yeah. You can't find them on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and it's probably just damage control for those oh, I'm companies. Sure. They're like. Yeah. We don't want to be associated with this until yeah. this smooths over. And it will smooth over. Oh, it will. You know, it will. The money will come back funneling in for AIDS research. Yep. Yep. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes up with like a, a universal vaccine for all Yeah. And, and you know what? Maybe that's been his goal the whole time. I mean, that, I, like I said, that would single-handedly monopolize the vaccine. Yeah. Right. Because, like, I mean, why do you need a MMR vaccine or... A COVID vaccine or an AIDS vaccine, when you have one vaccine, right. that'll do it all. Yeah. So, so maybe that yeah. is the end game for so, the NHID. Yeah, we're going to inject you with this. It's going to change your, your DNA so that your body can fight any any virus that comes its way, and you will never need another vaccine as long as you live. It's scary. You just have to get a booster shot once Every a year. year. <laughs> and it'll... Uh, Tone down your crazy activism, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Make you more compliant. We need to get out of here. This has been an interesting yeah. topic, just because of the stuff that's just... The more we read, we're just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Well, and again, I you know, I always felt the guy was, was slimy, but reading all this, it's it's just like, wow, this yeah. guy's horrible. This yeah. guy's like super villain level. <laughs> right, right. He's up there with Klaus Schwab. <laughs> right, he's, yeah. He's, he's, they he's, must know he's each pushing other. pushing his way up there. He probably does. I'm pretty sure he had something to do with um, the. Well, he was part of the that whole event two hundred one, yeah, right? Right. That was going on yeah. in October of twenty nineteen, right before this kicked yeah. off, when they were wargaming a pandemic event. And I am almost positive the um, what's he over the the World Economic he, yeah, Forum right. had what a big part of that. Oh too. yeah, yeah. So they they do bump they do. shoulders yeah. a lot. They'd be like, um, Fauci, look me up at the uh, next supervillain reunion. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get out of here on that note. Make sure you share the shit around. Um, if you didn't like this guy before, you really shouldn't like him now. If you kind of gave him the benefit of a doubt, you really shouldn't because yeah. this guy is scummy. There, there's no two ways around it. Yeah. And like Rand Paul said, when all the stuff came out. He basically he straight up said, "Told you so." Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all coming out, and hopefully this guy completely unravels and gets booted. But it doesn't sound like the Biden no, administration no. has any. And they're shifting the blame now. I notice that the Biden administration is really pushing on this Wuhan labs to investigate that. I I feel like they're shifting the attention off of Fauci onto. That's why now. They're coming up with the Wuhan leak. And so they're pushing us into nuclear war with China. Yes. Yeah, which we <laughs> but talked so, about. But Fauci will keep his job, people. He we will might, keep his job. We might not. We might be obliterated yeah. into nuclear oblivion, but Fauci will still have his job. It, it, He's Dr. a cockroach. He yeah, will survive. He is, right, right. The nuclear blast. Dr. Fauci, can you work on a vaccine for a nuclear war and radiation? That is a good description of him. He's a fucking cockroach. He's a cockroach. He is he a is. goddamn cockroach. He's failed... He, he failed at AIDS research. All the activists came out against him and said nothing has really... Even science magazines come out and said he did nothing yeah. with the millions of dollars he got. Um, his anthrax vaccine, where'd that go? Nowhere. Yeah. He basically said, eh, yeah. it's not important now. Um, he's a cockroach. He, he survives is. all this bad press, and then eventually a freaking dead clock is right twice a day. <laughs> right, right. 
And he ended up striking gold by glomming onto Pfizer's vaccine, which the AIDS research, the HIV thing, he glommed onto somebody else's research for that. So, yeah. I mean, it, he just he's, he's a leech. An opportunist. He's a leech and a cockroach yeah. in one. Wow, both? Yeah, well, it's like the he's AIDS. He's a blood-sucking cockroach. Well, he's like, <laughs> he probably like geoengineered a leech cockroach, a leech roach. Yeah. He geoengineered yeah. it in a With Wuhan a little lab. HIV in there. With a little <laughs> HIV, obviously. <laughs> We got to get out of here. This is going <laughs> off the rails. We're going to see you back here for the weekend wrap up on this weekend, obviously, and for our live stream next Monday, 7 oh. p.m. Central Standard. Hopefully, we have something else that might get us kicked off. We will. We're going to come up with the doozy. We guarantee it. That is yes. the guarantee. And I promise you, I will have a bonus episode. And I'm going to try to talk about. We could talk. Uh, you've heard the uh, theory. Maybe Michelle Obama's a man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite theories. Gonna get out of here. Have a great week. Check us out all all over social media. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members. Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>